Meanwhile, <laughs> the final episode of Game of Thrones aired last night. No spoilers, but it had everything. Heartbreak, betrayal, desolation. And that's just how fans feel about the writers. <laughs> the finale was a massive cultural event, whether you've read the books or just have an insufferable friend who has. <laughs> Some viewers are having trouble letting go. In fact, counselors are making themselves available to talk about the show <laughs> after the series end. Okay, so if you're traumatized that the Dragon Lady story did not end the way you had hoped, trained professionals are standing by to slap you across the face and tell you <laughs> to grow the hell up. Welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I am your host, Travis. And I'm X. And thank you for tuning in to another episode. And as you'll probably notice, this is not a uh, live recording from Kamapalooza episode, <laughs> like um, like it probably should have been. Uh, but we did a we did a show at the Houston Kamapalooza uh, last weekend, and it went fine. Um, uh, we went on, we, we had like a, probably like a 30 minute recording of our Marvel Madness, uh, tournament that we were talking about in the last couple episodes of the podcast. Uh, the only bad thing is that I, uh, in my infinite wisdom, I decided to bust out some new equipment, which I thought would be wonderful, uh, to have better audio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh. You know, to use on you know, in the in that setting that we were in, but there was just a couple of different factors that really kind of threw me off when we went in there, and um, we did a couple of sound checks, which I thought sounded good. Apparently, it weren't. And what happened was we have two separate microphones. My audio level was really high, and Chris is like it was really low. And if it was separate <laughs> tracks, I probably yeah. If if it was separate tracks, I could have fixed it, but it was all in one track, and it was just I. Make it all sound high and low. You know, your episode would have sounded like Jiminy Glick because he likes to he likes to talk really high and then he gets really <laughs> low in the middle of a sentence. Eh, would have been like a Jiminy Glick tribute episode. <laughs> well, I tried. You know what? I even went in there and started adjusting it and everything, and I actually had the audio levels pretty much synced up pretty good. I walked away for maybe half an hour and I come back on my laptop and for some reason it rebooted. Didn't save nothing. And even <laughs> when when Audacity normally when Audacity like gets shut down unexpectedly and you open it back up it'll recover your temporary file so you can keep working on it but for some reason I, there's i couldn't even <laughs> i couldn't even recover that so oh. by that point i was just like you know what i'm just maybe it wasn't meant to be it was so much yeah well i mean yeah it was an episode you did with chris so no big loss <laughs> well um yeah. do you want yeah, do you want it <laughs> shots fired do you want to know what the the outcome was of the of what the the best um if you're never going to do that topic again sure oh yeah we're not going to <laughs> okay um what was what is the best marvel movie ever sure according to uh, yeah 
<laughs> According to us and the people in attendance, um, it came out to Guardians of the Galaxy. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That'd be in my top three, maybe. But uh, I don't know if I'd put it number one. Yeah. I think what it was saying was that everybody was that was uh, interacting with us was saying that it, oh, it was between the the finals was Guardians of the Galaxy versus the first Avengers movie. I think I put Avengers one as number one to me. Did would you? Yeah, I, I um I was leaning that way, but the majority ruled on that one. So Guardians was it could have gone either way, but I think everybody was picking Guardians because they were saying it's more of a standalone movie as opposed to Avengers is um. I mean, see, that's why I would give Avengers a leg up because it was the first of a big culmination of franchises. Yeah, yeah. So for that, you know, and it worked. And don't get me wrong, that w- yeah, don't get me wrong, that was it was a heavy favorite. It was in the finals, so it was one of the top two. So although maybe I'm a little biased because uh, of Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was always going to be Avengers. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so that's why there's uh, unfortunately no. Uh, uh, episode just for the Comic Palooza uh, recording. Um, I would love to have had it on here, like we've done the last year, but you know, it's we're gonna try our damnedest to make it up with this episode, though. I've been yeah. working hard to put some stuff together for this one. Yeah. Um, and before we get into that, um, there's a couple things I wanted to really qu- just quickly kind of bring up. Um, a couple days ago uh, from today, there was a uh, announcement. That supposedly uh, Robert Pattinson is cast as uh, the Batman in uh, Matt Reeves's new movie coming out. Mm. So, and as soon as that hit, like everybody was already just shitting all over that. The sparkly vampire from Twilight, he's gonna be Batman. Get the fuck out of here! Blah blah blah. It was just, and it's that's a f- that's fair, but at the same time. I'm I'm looking at it as um that's that's as a almost what 10 years ago or something like that that's um it's been a while yeah. and from what I've from, from honestly for me I've heard that he's actually moved on and actually kind of gotten better and grown he's as quietly an actor. become a he's he's quietly become a good I, actor and I wish I could you know I wish I could say yeah and this is why I think that but Honestly, I haven't seen any of his stuff that he's done since then. So he's been working with Cronenberg, with David Cronenberg, quite a bit. And the fact that yeah. he cast him and they cast him again, and you know, I was like, okay. I mean, before I even saw the movies, I was just the fact that, like, yeah. wow, he he nailed a role in a director. I like, and yeah. that kind of said something. Yeah, and it, it's one of those things where, listen, you know, I'm hoping maybe it's an inspired casting. Um, you know, everybody. <laughs> Everybody shit all over Michael Keaton whenever he was cast as Batman. Everybody yeah. shit all over Heath Ledger when he was cast as Joker. Everybody shit on Affleck, and I thought he did a good job in BBS. Thank, thank you. Yeah, I I agree. Um, so Justice League, not so much, I'm, but I thought he rocked it in BBS. Yeah, yeah. Also, in Robert's defense, he was always secretly kind of shitting on Twilight the whole time he was part of it. He wasn't really like, these movies are so good. He was kind of... You know, uh, sort of like the way Mark Hamill, like, you know, when he's doing his press junkets, he says nice shit, but you can sort of read between the lines. So (laughs) there's that, too. My only caveat with him, though, regardless if if he's become a good actor or not, 
I don't know if he has the mouth for it. The jaw, the chin, you know. The jaw, well, I was looking at that, and I think he's got a pretty strong jawline, I think. Or, right? Well, maybe because I've only ever seen it in the context of his whole weird head. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> wild he's got a weird shape. Shape, Yeah, <laughs> and he's got British teeth, and I don't know. I mean, I he's guess got, Christian Bale did and too. I think, he can do, I think he can do like the, the brooding eyebrow thing pretty good as, as a Bruce Wayne. I'm not discounting him because of Twilight. I'm not holding that against him, but I don't, I yeah, don't know. It, I'm not holding anything yeah. for him either. I'll just say yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll put it like that. I, you know, I, uh, I'm not shutting this out altogether, you know, just because he was in Twilight. You know, I'm just going to play it out and see how it looks, you know. But anyway, Fair I just enough. wanted to bring that up real quick. And, um, also, just today, earlier, uh, the trailer for the new Terminator movie just dropped. Um, what's it called? Like Dark Fate or something like that? I forget what it is. I forget. What it is. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, any sure. thoughts on this? Did you see it? You already watched it? Yeah, I did. Um, I don't know what to say. Like, had it had it not been a Terminator movie, it could have been any generic action movie, and I would just been like, okay. You know, there's yeah. nothing that gets me super excited. Um, they, what's the name of that actress? Mackenzie Davis, I think is is her name. Um, I like her, and she's looks like she's gonna be a Terminator in the movie. I didn't know she was playing yeah. a Terminator. So when she reflected that rebar with her arm, you saw the thing. I was like, okay, cool. Like I like that that she's gonna yeah. be a Terminator now. I didn't. I couldn't tell if if Sarah if um Linda Hamilton is gonna be good or not. You know, she had sunglasses on like the entire fucking trailer, <laughs> so I couldn't even get a look at her. <laughs> Uh, and then she shows up in like the T eight hundred, I guess, is living in some <laughs> cabin in the woods in a van down by the river, and I don't know. At some points, like I, I love that you're throwing Arnold in these things, but at what point can you? Maybe it's better to just move beyond and let, let Arnold. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give him this because um, that was a selling point of Genesis, and we saw how that turned out. He he was kind of terrible in that. Yeah, well, the whole movie was. But he was terrible. I like the. Fir- I like, I th- yeah. Well, I think I like you know Genesis. I think I like the the opening s- future sequence that little first intro scene. But other than that, the movie was just horrible. It wasn't good. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know. So yeah, for this movie, it's. I w- I will say this. They uh, they didn't like give away a whole lot because I don't. I mean, you get a gist of probably what's going on, but man. Uh, I I don't know where that plot's going. I will say that that T one thousand dude, not very intimidating looking. Definitely don't know. Definitely not a Robert Patrick. The actor, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah the, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> um, although I barely knew who Robert Patrick was when T two came out, and he rocked it. Yeah, I that, that, that was kind of a star making role for him. So you know, you never. Everybody's got to start somewhere. You said you like uh, Mackenzie Davis. What has she done? I'm not familiar with her. She's she was in a she's on Halt and Catch Fire. She was in this, uh, she was in The Martian. She was in this little romantic comedy with uh, Harry Potter called What If. Uh, she just does little quirky things here, but uh, I don't know. I just I just like her. So no nothing not a like a real breakout movie. No, this will probably be the thing that gets people to know her name. Because I mean you don't even know her, so yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, again, kind of like what I said with Robert Pattinson, I'm still like 
wait and see type of situation on this because it didn't re- I didn't it didn't blow me away with anything. I was like, okay, well, I guess I don't know. I, I maybe I'm almost getting so jaded with this whole Terminator franchise at this point. I just I I'm wanting a good Terminator movie. Well, it says in big ass letters. James Cameron returns like or yeah. from the producer like I think it says James Cameron returns like the really that's a big yeah. selling point right but I mean as a producer he I mean some people are producers in name only you never know and with all these avatars on the horizon you know his plate is really full yeah how much how much you think James is gonna really give this side project <laughs> Terminator oh it's a side project for me just something I do in my spare time but with, the, with I don't know. he's got like I... four avatars to bake. <laughs> and he's properly directing those. Yeah. Harry's just a producer. He could be a producer name only. I would hope he's a little more hands-on in this particular case because I think everybody knows. I mean, even James Cameron's got to know. This is, I mean, if 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 he's not going to be like hands-on on this, then why even bother? You know, it's just I don't, I don't know. This is kind of <laughs> weird. They're putting his name on it, but if he's not going to be anything involved in it, then why? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. He doesn't need he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need to <laughs> Yeah. 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 At this point he could sit back and be like, I made two perfect Terminator movies and, and you know, it would like sort of tarnish his Terminator rep. True. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. And then plus the the whole fact that this is like erasing you know, the everything after part two. It's gonna be kinda interesting too, right? Could be. Could be really good or could be really bad. <laughs> There's like so many Terminator universes at this point. I mean, you got like the T yeah. three and then everything gonna happen. And then you got the ter- the Sarah Connor Chronicle universe where it went in a different timeline. Now this is spawning a brand new timeline. It's like three Terminator timelines when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um Okay. So yeah, that's all I wanted to get out of the way before we kind of deep dive into this week's or this this episode. Which uh, is all going to be about the final season of Game of Thrones. So for uh, for Game of Thrones, um, I know you're you uh, are just a, a, just a tad bit more uh, passionate about the series, uh, the franchise, than I am. So I'm going to let you, sir take the reins of this episode you're deferring to my expertise <laughs> yes yes i am actually uh okay fair enough game of thrones um you you've obviously seen the entire series yes yeah yeah more than multiple times or just okay. are you like a yes. casual viewer or you're into the show now i'm i like the show and i've seen the whole series i have some of this series on Blu-ray and DVD, uh, but I'm—I guess what you would just call a casual fan. Um, okay. I've never read the books, like like uh, a ton of people. Yeah, I just yeah. So I just I enjoy it at face value for what it is, pretty much. Okay, on the show. Well, that'd be good because most people are casual fans, and you, we can get your perspective. I guess I'm. Uh, yes, yeah, I do like. Yes, I have read the books. I didn't read the books until about. Actually, I didn't even get into the show until like season two or something i just didn't have cable and um i don't know how to i didn't know how to download or anything like that and i went to a friend's house and we were hanging out sunday you know weekend we barbecued or had some i don't know whatever he goes we're gonna watch game of thrones tonight like do you want to watch it i was like uh sure like i hear about it and the episode was battle of the blackwater 
Oh, okay. Which is, yeah, like yeah. a real battle-heavy episode. And I thought, wow, this production value on this show is great. <laughs> but it was it was action-heavy, so there wasn't too many good moments of of dialogue and sitting and talking, which is, for some people, the bread and butter of Game of Thrones or those right, right. round table sittings, you know, things like that. So I thought the show was really good. And then next week, you should come over. You know, we, we watch Game of Thrones every week. Okay, and I, I saw the next week. And it, that's sort of how that became a thing. And then after yeah. maybe season three, I picked up all the books and I read them. And I've read the book series multiple times at this point. I've read World, Ice, and Fire. I've read the Dunkin' Egg books. I even read Fire and Blood last year. Even though I was so angry, like, like I saw George R. R. Martin on Colbert, like, oh my god, he, he's here to promote his new book, is what I read, and like, nice, and he's like promoting his new book. I'm like, finally, Winds of Winter, and then it's Fire and Blood, which is like a a history of the Targaryens, written like as a history book. Mm, so the okay. prose isn't isn't like you know dramatic. It's written like somebody's writing 150 years of history in a 700 page book, and I'm like. It was actually a really good read. I, I zipped right through it, but like, dude, George Martin, you know, you're not getting any younger, bro. <laughs> and there's still two more books, and you tend to put them out like five, six years apart. Like six, six years it took was was wait for Dance with Dragons. I don't even remember how long ago that came out. So, but uh, I don't know. I, I hate people who were complaining about writers who don't get on it. But at the same time, I totally get it. <laughs> we want more books, <laughs> especially after this season. Like, I I need to know what really happened (laughs) (laughs) get that proper closure right yeah so Um, yeah i'm a pretty big fan of the of this of the of of, of a song of ice and fire and of the television show game of thrones okay yeah and that's just one of the reasons i've never really done an episode about game of thrones no season recaps like we do with some for some other shows or anything like that just because i get almost um, almost intimidated in a way about talking about this show because it's so like it's like it's such a huge fan base and I'm just like just a casual dude who like what do I know you know um, like I get names mixed up and things like that <laughs> for characters so uh, you know I'm just I enjoy it for what it is and uh, yeah but I figure since this is the final you know it's it's over so let's let's at least discuss because this has been for lack of a better word I would say a very uh, controversial season. Yeah. <laughs> especially, especially no, yeah. I <laughs> no, I did episode by episode recaps of seasons five and of season six and seven on a, on a different podcast with another book reader. And, and we got in depth, heavy book mm. references. What in the book, this happened. And yeah. It was totally nerding out. Uh, <laughs> probably alienated regular casual viewers like yourself, <laughs> uh, but it was fun. Well, you can't even do that in this season because there's no book to compare it to. Yeah, but you know things. Well, I mean that's the thing though. It's such a rich. Everything calls back. Are you talking about maybe call yeah. back to like earlier books and stuff? I mean, yeah. it's it's George R. R. Martin does some great world building in this world. You know, it, uh, their customs are different and, and the language is different. He comes, it, yeah, it's a total immersive universe when you read these books. They're so good. They're it's like five thousand pages of of this universe he created, as well as all those backstory books and separate stories. And yeah, it's it's one of the best world building series ever. Hmm. I mean, it's. Uh, but if you had told me like three or four years ago, maybe I don't know that that Game of Thrones and Star Wars would be just brown water trash, and that Transformers <laughs> would be like kind of good, I'd have thought you were full of shit. <laughs> How did we get here? I would have thought you were three eyed raving lunatic. Do I look? 
stupid to you. It's crazy this world we live in. <laughs> Some of the most beloved franchises really shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm. I mean, there's a lot of upset people <laughs> about how the show ended. But um, how do you want to? Do you want? How do you want to dive into this thing? Do you just want to go episode by episode, or just? Yeah, like, I mean, it's only just, six. Yeah, and and it's and I think the the progression of episode to episode kind of is important. Because okay. it, it was only like five weeks ago, we were in a totally different place than we were. You know, there was still hope a few weeks, you know, things like that. And, <laughs> and it was a, a, a very steady decline, I think, in a way. So I think going in, in order is important. Okay. Well, you're, you're the boss of this one, man. So take to sort of tell that story. But I mean, you were saying there's a lot of upset people. Obviously, the Internet has been all up in arms. But I think a lot of the cast has been sort of a. Uh, Kind of like I said, pulling a Mark a Mark Hamill lately, mm-hmm. yeah. to where you can sort of read between the lines that they <laughs> aren't really loving. They, I mean, there's so many up there you could YouTube. Oh, I saw a I saw a YouTube video. It's like a three minute compilation of like different cast members talking. Oh, I've seen them like ten minutes long. So <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. so many. But yeah. one of my favorite ones is the Amelia Clark one, who seems so adorable and, and she loves to laugh, but she's not a great liar. And when somebody <laughs> asks her what she thinks. The look on her face, like it was just a gut reaction. She couldn't help it, and that's when I was like, "Uh oh." <laughs> it's been long enough because we've just been making the best season ever, oh, yeah. ever, 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 ever. <laughs> really? Right? Yes. yes. Okay, so is that our tease? The best season ever. 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 But apparently, now that it's over. Um, I'm see. I don't know if they're being told to do this by HBO or whatever, but there's a lot of uh, cast members like coming out and like talking, you know, uh, trying to defend it and getting mad at the yeah. fans. Or, you know, it's it's real. It's like a 180. Yeah, I want to talk about that because because I'm gonna save that to the end because that's them discussing the show after it came out. Yeah, but the, okay. all these interviews of them like before. Uh, Peter Dinklage is another one who I think you could tell wasn't really happy because somebody mm-hmm. asked him like like what do you think of the ending? And he's such a talent. He's an Emmy winning actor. But he couldn't muster up any talent when he gave his response. It was so robotic and stock answer. Uh, it was really funny. There are no better writers in television than Dan Weiss and David Benioff. They ended it brilliantly, better than I could have imagined. And uh, you people are in for it. So episode one, Winterfell. Catch title. No, to be honest, I thought this was a pretty good episode. Again, you have to sort of remember where we were six, seven weeks ago. Uh, I heard a lot of complaints that the episode was very slow, that nothing really happened. And I'm inclined to agree, but like I said, it's the sitting and talking moments that are some of my favorite moments ever. Those round table, the, the mm-hmm. small council meetings, or you know, Tywin talking to Arya. Oh my god, those are, the, those are the moments I go back and watch on YouTube over and over again. Not the battle scenes. I go yeah. back and watch the dialogue scenes. So I thought the episode was okay. I mean, what was the l- let me let me let me stop you for a second because I I think that this this season kind of well obviously I mean it picks up around episode three and then kind of goes to the final. So episodes the the first two episodes of the season they're kind of a blur to me. Like uh, I remember watching them and 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 I didn't really have any issues with these two, these first two episodes. I thought they did a good job of setting this. The, the tone of everything going into the final the final act here 
Um, was what was some of the big plot points of the first episode? Well, this was um, Danny and John marching into Winterfell. Santa's like, Winterfell is yours, you know, very begrudgingly, and, 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 oh, that's and everybody's right. yeah, meeting. Yeah, yeah. John's showing his new girlfriend off to the family, and none of them mm-hmm. like her, and all that. And it was a lot of that. Uh, I think the big one of the big moments, one of the best moments of this episode for me was when um, she, Danny, along with Jorah, go to the back. And Samwell is scribbling away, writing, reading, whatever. And he introduces himself. And she's like, oh, this is the man who saved you. You're the one who saved Sir Jorah. And he goes, this is Samwell Tarly. Tarly? Yes. Oh, and then she has to tell him that, oh, I burned, oh, your, yeah. I burned your father alive. Oh, well, that sucks. Oh, well, at least my brother will probably be a good lord now that he's still alive. Yeah, I burned him too. And, oh, and Sam... The, the the emotion on his face oh, I mean, oh uh, Bradley did such a good job with that because I mean and the, he has every reason to hate his dad too mm-hmm. but I can't believe he made me feel sorry for Randall Tarley yeah uh, which was great and he's like excuse me I have to she's like of course and oh so awkward <laughs> <laughs> so awkward and uh, and it's funny because like Tyrion told her when 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 Danny burned up Randall and and Dickon ha ha Tarly that you know it would come back to bite her in the ass and it kind of did maybe not in the way she thought because that's because sam went immediately to john because he was spurned out to like to spread some gossip you know like Psst, like don't tell anybody this picky swear like, you're the rightful king of the seven kingdoms and that was sort of how that episode ended i think that's right yeah 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 that was good and i was i remember when sam he told uh he told john the truth I was like, oh, good. They're not like dragging this out any longer because, <laughs> you know, how long were you going to hold on to that secret? Um, but then what do you do with that secret, you know, and how they move forward? So it's it, the whole intrigue is there as far as what's really going to happen, because, you know, you have that um, the reveal of uh, John is the rightful heir pretty much. And uh, Daenerys, that's her goal is to get to that throne. They love each other. So what's going to happen when she finds out? if she finds out that uh, that he's that he's the actual rightful heir. So you think had Sam not gotten that, that shocking news about his family, you think he would have ran to John to, to tell him that? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, I th- probably so still, I mean, maybe not as quick as he did. Um, but with all that knowledge that he has, I'm sure he would, he had to tell someone. I mean, he, I mean, it's like a domino, like, you know, had, had he not told John and had John not told Danny, then Danny wouldn't have felt so insecure about her claim. Maybe she wouldn't have acted so rashly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just one yeah. thing after another, but, but you know, we'll never know. It would have been something awesome to, you know, explore over the course of several seasons and all this <laughs> stuff. But anyways, no, <laughs> but yeah, that, that, that John, uh, John Bradley, Samuel, uh, his, his acting in that moment, uh, when he finds out his, his his father and his brother are dead, I thought was was the one that that really got me in that moment. That was my takeaway from that episode. Cool. Yeah. Um, episode two. Well, I'm going to zoom through the first ones a little quick because yeah. I think not a lot happened, and they're okay. It's the later ones that have more issues. We're, so it seems like we're moving fast. Don't worry, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. <laughs> yeah, episode two: A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms. Again, pretty good episode. In a 10-episode season, the pacing probably wouldn't made me that nervous. You know, it's the long night before a fight. Everybody's 
probably going to die. So everybody's mm-hmm. drinking and fucking and, and making rash decisions because they think they probably won't have to live. They probably won't have to live with them, or at least not for very long. Yeah. Uh, again, the high point of, the high point of uh, this particular episode for me, and I think of the entire season, to be honest, was in this episode. Uh, can you care to venture a guess what it was? I mean, you probably, like you said, you don't remember it that well. Um, <laughs> who does it involve? <laughs> well, well, that would be cheating. Uh, no, it was it was Arya's ass crack and side boob in one shot. Oh god! Swing. Oh no! I'm just oh. kidding. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, oh, I god. think Maisie Williams is a cutie pie, but no, that's that's not what it was. I was, was so that was so uncomfortable in that scene. <laughs> Why? I don't know. It's because I don't know. We're used to. I mean, she, we. Because it's Arya? Yeah, we saw her grow up. She was a little girl when this thing started. And I don't know. Now she's... I guess she's 18 now. But I don't know. Yeah. I just felt weird. <laughs> <laughs> it was like looking at your little sister changing and you're like, whoa! <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so what, okay, what were you going to say? Well, I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, well, no, I, I'm... It's weird. Yes, we don't think of her as a sexual creature with desires because right. she's so obsessed with killing. But I'm glad that she has, you know, control over her... Whatever. No, my favorite scene was um, Jamie knighting Brienne. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, that oh would my be a big takeaway. Yeah, everything about that scene was wonderful. To how you know solemnly she took this oath because it's and that the fact that it, she got knighted by the knight she probably respects more than anybody in in the in the whole lands to to Tormund eagerly clapping as soon as it was done to her really goofy <laughs> smile like he. After she got knighted, it was a goofy smile, but it fit her. <laughs> Brienne the beauty. Uh, everything about that was was just awesome. You know what? This is probably my favorite episode in the in the season. Oh yeah, because there's well, there's a lot of good moments in this. You know, Tormund's story about suckling. Uh, they call me Giant's Bay. <laughs> you want to know why? Because <laughs> I killed a giant. I mean, nobody asked. He just sits down and tells this story about how awesome he was. You know. Because he's a wildly next to all these lords and all this kind of stuff, and he's he's a little out of place amongst all of them, you know. Yeah, you got Tyrion, you got Jamie, you got two of the richest people. Brienne is a lady, all this kind of stuff. Um, I guess Davos, well, you know, he runs with the nobles pretty well, even though you know he was a he's a Krabos son. But to see Tormund in that room, it was so awkward but awesome at the same time. <laughs> it was it was awesome. That's the word. It was awesome and awkward. <laughs> but uh, another thing I loved was t- was in the beginning of the episode was Jamie's like trial. You know when they were like, yeah, you know, my my brother told me about the man who killed my father and all that kind of stuff. And then Santa's like, you know, he he to- he he held a knife to my father's throat and all this kind of shit. And Jamie is like, he's not he doesn't deny it, which I thought was awesome. He's not like you know it wasn't me. It was the one armed man. Oh shit. Well, I guess I am the one-armed man. But no, he's like, you want me to apologize? I won't. We're at war. Everything I did, I did for my house and my family. I'd do it again. I just like that he stood his ground. Yeah, he, right. he showed up at this place where everybody would probably have orders to kill him on sight because he wants to do the right thing because this, this is a man with honor because we've spent eight seasons. Hmm. You know, mm-hmm. this guy has honor. It's a great character. <laughs> and he shows up willing, probably thinking I'm going to die. Tyrion says that. Why would he show up if unless he was being honest? And then he, but he doesn't apologize. He doesn't kowtow. He doesn't kiss in the ass to get out of it because he's gonna own what he did. Right. I thought that. I thought that was great. And then Brienne stands up and, and and defends him, and Tyrion defends him, and then 
I guess when Brienne defends you, it's like, well, you got nowhere to go from there because she's like probably the most honorable character in the whole series. <laughs> so they take him in. Uh, that was a really good moment too. Um, yeah, you know what? Now that I think about it, yeah, this is really easily probably the best episode of the whole season. Yeah, I uh, almost um, when it was all said and done on this particular episode, I was thinking, yeah, this is obviously the the calm before the storm episode you know everybody's kind of yeah um just kind of tying all the loose ends that they need to get out of their system pretty much and kind of prepare for this this big uh this big battle that's about to happen so yeah everybody's drinking which is maybe not the smartest thing right right before a battle but yeah i love that like when when brianne and podrick walk up to the fire and and you know tearing off some, some wine and she looks at Podrick, she's like half a cup (laughs) <laughs> and then Tyrion like pours him a whole cup. Yeah. <laughs> he, it was still his old squire, you know. It was a little yeah. bit of nod that he still has affection for Pod. Um, yeah. Well, what else happens? And Gwendolyn Christie was really great in this episode. Um, but, uh, House Umber falls, and then like Dolores Ed and Barrack and Torment show up. The Un as well. Wait, didn't Ed and those guys find like a bunch of bodies like nailed to the wall in a weird spiral pattern? Something they've been was that that episode. At? Uh, maybe was that the maybe, it was the end of the last, maybe it was the end of the last one yeah maybe but they find him and then they catch fire and you're like what do these spiral patterns of these bodies mean that they've been hinting at since like the first fucking season i'm sure we're gonna get some explanation what that means yeah yeah it's coming it's coming any yeah any moment any now day. they're gonna tell us all <laughs> any about moment this. Now they're yeah. gonna explain it yeah. oh sam gives jorah uh i think it's heartsbane his his so jorah does get him himself some ancestral valerian steel after all mm, that's kind of yes, nice yes. Yeah, because uh, he I like how he gave it up to John last season. It's like he gave it to you, you know. Uh, and then Danny tries to ask him girl time with Sansa, but she ain't having it. And uh, that was an interesting. It. Yeah, that was an interesting scene. Like we see, obviously like Sansa's just not having anything to do with, with Daenerys at all. And um, she doesn't trust her. Like, obviously, she doesn't trust her. But um, she asked her a question. I can't remember what the question was, but like Danny, she couldn't answer the question. And, I think she that was, was like, what happens to the North? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or something. And she's kind of looked away, like, kind of awkwardly. So, um, well, But that was well, an interesting John's scene. John's the king, and he bent the knee. So what business of yours, what happens to the North? You are you're you got demoted to court nobody as soon as they anointed John the king. <laughs> but sure, uh, technically, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. They, they, really want to pr- they really want to protect Sansa's arc, Sansa's... Um, you know now she's that she's become a strong i don't know we'll get to that again later too yeah. again but yeah um okay so episode three the long night this is a big battle episode this is where most of the season's budget went um not on lighting <laughs> yeah well, i'm going there man i'll go there <laughs> okay it was dark as fuck <laughs> I, don't, I don't i don't care what anybody says i was so annoyed throughout this whole episode um and yes i did watch with the lights out thank you cinematographer who was interviewed and said um that people need to learn how to adjust their tv sets and (laughs) their brightnesses on their tvs and what it was meant it was meant to be seen in a dark setting in a theater setting um no dude i didn't pay like a thousand dollars for this 4k tv 
<laughs> for someone for someone to tell me I need to adjust my TV for your shitty cinematography skills. Uh, no. What are you doing? What are you even doing? Yeah, the, the cinematographer in question, his name is Fabian Wagner. Yeah, he says he blamed on the people who don't know how to adjust their screens. Yeah. He says uh, he also says unfortunately a lot of people watch it on small iPads and things of the sort. Uh, I guess you didn't watch it on an iPad. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he also he also said, and this this is the thing that bugged me. He said personally, I don't have to always see what's going on because it's more about the emotional impact. You're a fucking <laughs> cinematographer. <laughs> It's your job to make things look fantastic. And you're the who says, like, it doesn't even matter if you can see it or not. <laughs> it's literally your job. You have one job. <laughs> yeah. He tried to shift the blame. He said the showrunners decided that this had to be a dark episode. I bet they meant metaphorically and you yeah. didn't get the memo. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Yeah, man. Th this guy was an idiot. I mean, like, okay, you fucked up. Just, just own it. And I'll be like, mm -hmm. okay, but don't put it on me. And, and I don't know how to fucking work my TV. Uh, Fabian. Oh, man. And, you know, the funny the funny thing is, like, just just for shits and giggles, I just uh, I went to Twitter during the episode. And sure enough, like the memes were starting, like just bam, bam, bam. Like, everybody was was just bitching about how dark it was. And then people were actually defend like just people were going in there. You just don't know how to adjust your TV. You just turn your brightness up and blah, blah, blah. It's like, what the, why is everybody defending this shit? No, they messed up. Admit it. That's just, that's it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. That, that was an issue. Um, yeah, <laughs> but this is, I mean, that issue aside, um, this episode, like I said, I was, I was pretty content with the first two, but this is one where I, where I started to smell smoke. Mm hmm. Yep. And, and when, and where there's smoke, there's a fire and something was off. Not just the brightness level on my TV, but, <laughs> you know, okay, I'm jumping to the end because this is the big takeaway of this episode. Okay, um, go ahead. Uh, this, <laughs> okay, Arya. Arya, at yes. the last minute, swoops in out of fucking nowhere and yep. slays the Night King. Right. I, 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 I remember when I saw this as it aired, I was very upset. And then afterwards, a day or two later, I went on uh, YouTube and I saw somebody had this video up of all these crowd reactions in a bar, several bars actually. Mm -hmm. And then, and then when Arya stabs Coldemort and he gets exploded, everybody lost their shit and they cheered. And I was like, "Wait, people like that? Was was I supposed to like it? Because I, I fucking <laughs> hated it. Like I was think I was asking myself, like, should I be jazzed that it was Arya that killed the Night King?" I didn't know if, if, because, you know, the internet, I think maybe that was them trying to sell it. Like, see, people like it. You know, Thor says, I like yeah. this one. He, they're telling us how we're supposed to feel, how it's supposed to think. I hated it. Yeah, it just, nothing against Arya the character, because Arya's probably one of my favorite characters in the whole show. Mm -hmm. But that being said, the narrative wasn't going that direction at all. I mean, no. it's. Yeah, I don't care how you spin it or who, how we're all supposed to like it. It didn't make any sense from a story standpoint, and um, and especially the way it was it was pulled off on the show. It was even further like what the you know just 
It was literally out of nowhere that right. it happened. I mean, like she just jumps out of the shadows. Like there was, they, he was surrounded by tons of other, of other others, and then tons of <laughs> yeah. other walkers. Like, how did she get through all of them? If there was a shot of her, like on the, well, I mean, I, the point is, it's a surprise. We don't know how she did it. If she jumped right. in a, in a catapult or a trebuchet, <laughs> or if she was on the on the roof or something, but she just comes flying out of nowhere. It was like what? Yeah. She didn't earn it. She didn't deserve it, but she didn't earn it. She had never even seen a White Walker until that night. Right. How did she even know where... I mean, yeah, there's so many questions about how that was... was I mean, mean, I'm sure John briefed her Valyrian... You know, uh, uh, Dragonglass killed them. Valyrian Steel can kill them. If his little sister has a Valyrian Steel dagger, I'm sure he briefed her um, before the battle. But it should have been John. And maybe that sounds yeah. cheesy, like it should have been the hero of the story who killed the villain of the story. But you've been <laughs> building that up for years. And it's this is okay, this kind of made me think like it's so funny that that D and D that that uh, uh, David Benioff and Dan Weiss, the showrunners, the guys who I'm gonna be putting all the blame on this as we get further in this episode, have since been hired to pen a brand new Star Wars trilogy. Because right. I was getting a lot of like Last Jedi vibes off this, where they're making stupid decisions just for the sake of subverting expectations. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's really stupid, but you didn't see it coming though, did you? Like, that's <laughs> the currency, is they just want to shock you, regardless if it makes sense or not, or regardless if it's good or not, or regardless if the story has been leading to that point. Mm-hmm. They just want to throw a curveball and, and have for you the not sake see of it coming. curveball, yeah. For, just for the sake of it, yeah. yeah. You know, if you've planned your book that the butler did it, and then you read an internet, someone has figured out that the butler did it, and you suddenly change in midstream, and it was the chambermaid who did it, mm. then you screw up the whole book because you get these this foreshadowing early on, and you've got these little clues you planted. Now they're dead ends, and you have to introduce other clues, and you're retconning it. So, I mean, what about what about the prophecy of Azura High, the the prince that was promised will save us all? You know, maybe it was Danny, maybe it was John. Turns out it was neither. Is Arya Azura High? What does it mean for the Lord of Light? Why did he bring John back? Because he brought him back for a reason. But what was the reason? He didn't do anything. Or why did the Lord oh, of Light I, give a shit about anything? I think we got the reason why John was brought back to life, but we'll get to that uh, later. Oh, I'm interested to hear that. Like when this was all going down, when our when when John's marching up to Bran is really slow. John is sort of fighting whatever, hiding with Viserra, undead right. Viserra, and one of the last shots of him is just standing his ground. He just screams at Viserra, and I thought like, <laughs> okay, obviously he's not gonna go kill the Night King because, or at least he won't save Bran. Right. But I mean, maybe he'll just kill the drag. Well, first of all, I didn't think the Night King was gonna die right then and there, but I thought, oh, he'll kill. Um, the dragon he'll slay a fucking undead dragon that's pretty cool he's got right. a long claw in his hands yeah. and he's standing there screaming and i thought what if Viserion blows fire at john and he doesn't burn because he's blood of the dragon he's a targaryen yeah. he won't burn and his, right. maybe his clothes burn away or something like that and i was like then everybody learns his lineage right then and there ah, he's not burning yes. you yeah. know because this rumor, you know, every Dothraki saw it, all the Unsullied know it. I'm, I'm sure this rumor has spread, uh, Targaryens don't burn. And, I, and all this went through my head in like a second. <laughs> and then Arya swoops in, stabs him, Coldemort gets exploded, and then Viserion just crumbles. And I'm like, what? What? Wait, what? <laughs> I was just so out of it. Wait, hold that, on. I thought I gotta, it was a dream. I gotta, I gotta stop you for a second. Have you been calling the Night King Coldemort? 
long time. <laughs> for a long time, yeah. Oh. Okay, I just I just had to verify that. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. That's right. We don't do Game of Thrones. Yeah, I've been saying that. For, like I said, I, I've I've covered Game of Thrones for hours <laughs> in uh, other podcast. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's. Let me, I wanted. There's something else I wanted to mention about this this episode that just irritated me to no end. Um. Winterfell's defense strategy uh, against the the army. They had oh, the defense strategy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There was no defense strategy. <laughs> they just gonna stand there and take it. I guess. I don't know. It was just. No. First thing we're gonna send that, all their Dothraki cavalry out into the middle of the darkness. Yeah. yeah. I, I will admit, Melisandre lighting that sword and then every sword lights up like a wave at a ballpark. Yeah. Visually, that looked amazing. Yeah, because it's the first bit of light we saw too. So um, <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like all these. You know, it looks basically it was World War Z. You know, this it was just yeah. all the zombies rushing, and everybody in Winterfell was just kind of standing there. <laughs> it's like, what do we do? And it was actually not not that I was anticipating some major deaths or everybody dying, but come on, man, when you see like Brienne and <laughs> Brienne and Jamie and Sam all being literally like zombies, like piling up on top of them. I mean, come on! Like, how do you get out of that? Uh, seriously, I'll buy Brienne. I'll buy maybe even Jamie. I mean, he is. I mean, yeah, he's been working with his left. But I mean, uh, Sam, how does yeah. Sam not die five minutes into this battle? Yeah, he, I, he, he doesn't know how to do anything. They they show him like about like there's that moment where John looks at Sam getting overrun, but he decides he has to go fight the Night King instead. Like that's more important. He leaves Sam, and I was like. Oh, that's gonna be so hard when he finds Sam's dead body lying on the ground. He remembered that little moment where he stopped and yeah. decided for the greater good. The greater good. Um, no, Sam lived. Seriously, he had some serious plot armor. Everybody in this episode has some serious plot armor on. Man, it's really like okay. Well, some people died. Dollars Ed died. Barrick died, and Jorah died. Yeah, Jorah's death was okay because he literally died defending Danny. That's probably how we would have wanted oh, to we, go. Yeah, but can we, can we talk about that for a second? Like, uh, Danny just like how'd she when did get she out? Learn how to fight? Yeah, how'd she get? First of all, how'd she get on the battlefield? And how'd she get? You know, then she's surrounded by uh, the walkers, and then well, she got on the battlefield because uh, for some reason she landed Drogon in the middle of it, and then Drogon got swarmed, and Drogon was trying to fight them all oh, off so that's much, right. and then she yeah, fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Although landing uh, was a mistake. Yeah. 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 I mean, come on. Like, like you were literally flying above. Just swore. it's like stepping into a, a a mad ant hill. Just don't put your foot down, and you're fine. <laughs> just, just you know the whole the whole floor is hot that. lava. The whole floor is lava. Don't step on the lava. <laughs> just don't yeah. land. But the fact that she was able to survive in just in time, you know, long enough for uh, Jorah to get there and make the save. I don't know. It was just. I guess plot armor, like you said. I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. Uh, Tyrion and Sansa and all the kids should have died because, hey, you're fighting an enemy who can raise the dead. Where's the best place to hide? <laughs> hey, in a crypt. Do you remember when Tyrion was the smartest character in the show? Yeah. We're in a crypt. Nobody thought of that. He's bringing all the dead people back to life, and they put the women and children in a crypt with all the dead people. So, brah. Tyrion... Is smart, but I guess not that smart. Let me let me ask you this: They um, 
I know the answer to this. I just want to get this out there. The we know as viewers that this is an army of the undead. Um, just want to clarify. These characters also know that too, right? Like everybody knows, like Tyrion and all them, they know they're undead, right? Like that's how they 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 the army grows is because of the dead soldiers. They come back to life. Do they actually know that? Like well, in the story. Well, there's that moment where John is tracking down. He's he's trying to run down the Night King, Coldemort, and then he and then he does that thing where he raises his arms and all the dead bodies wake up. We saw John see him do the exact same thing at Hardhome. So it stands to reason that John would tell everybody, "This is what I saw at Hardhome. This is one of the tools in his arsenal." Okay. If you ever see him raising both of his hands at once, you know you're gonna see some serious shit. So we never see him debrief everybody but if the guy leading the charge so to speak knows it it's a safe bet that everybody knows it yeah yeah i think i would think so just making sure uh just because Tyrion doesn't seem like the guy that would lead women and children uh to a place where the enemy could just literally pop up out of the ground (laughs) or the walls or the crypts whatever okay um a couple I mean, there were some good moments in the fight from what I could see when Arya jumped out with that double spear that Gendry made her and she's fight, you know, she's just killing walkers left and right with, with that with that sort of Darth Maul type weapon. I was like, get some, get some, <laughs> Arya. Yeah, I loved it. You know, Sandor, the hound, you know, he's, he's cowering in fear because of all the flames, but then he sees Arya in trouble and he jumps back into the fight to protect her. I think that's yeah. how it went down. Again, it was hard to see, but I remember and, thinking yeah, like, oh, I that's, that. That, yeah. yeah, I was like, that's cool. Like I said, Melisandre lighting up the swords, and then they all light up, and then to see them in the distance all go out, that visually, if maybe not strategically, but visually, it was awesome. Um, now yeah, let me was, ask, let me ask you this: Was that all the uh, Dothraki that guy that went out there? Because I'm I'm hearing different things about that. I I thought it was all of them, but apparently, well, um, I don't know for a I, fact that they lined up all the Dothraki. But let me ask you this: Did you see any Dothraki fighting at the castle afterwards? In that episode? No. Yeah. Right. Or maybe you did, but it was just so fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming it was all of them. I mean, Dothraki fight on horses. They're the cavalry of Westeros. They're the Rohan. Right. That's what they do. And why you would send them all out in the middle of nowhere, I don't I don't understand it. With ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> How yeah. John even... Fucking John is the worst... We'll get, I'm gonna get to that later. We'll get to, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get that later. Yeah, yeah. next episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking ghost. Yeah. Um. Hey. Um. Maybe you can help me with this. What did Bran do this episode? Th- this episode, he was bait. Okay, I, I understand that. What did he do? <laughs> there was that. Uh. Uh. There was a moment where they show a bunch of crows flying, and then they see the Night King, and then Bran just is like, to himself, I guess, hey, the Night King's over there, but he doesn't tell anybody anything. He doesn't see anything. He doesn't use his vision as any kind of strategic Yeah. Yeah. But he did look at the Night King through some crow's eyes. (laughs) Um, Bran Bran hasn't done anything in years. To be honest, except, except lure the night, 
that except go into the Night King vision when he was told not to, and then get burned, and then allow the Night King to now enter, and then you kill the Three-Eyed Raven, and you killed Hodor, and you killed Summer. Bran hasn't... Bran has either been useless or just a fuck-up for years. That is that is leadership material right there, my friend. I think uh, anybody, <laughs> if anybody, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, you know, this is a this is one of their big battle, big budget episodes, cool moments. But at the end of it, I was not satisfied with it. And then and then there's just the whole that's it, the big bad yeah. of this entire saga, the dead, the Great War, all you know. All the squabbles that we're doing, the Game of Thrones... The whole point of it is that the Game of Thrones is pointless compared to the big, great war. The Long Night is coming, the Night King, all that kind of stuff. All the machinations of politics and all that is secondary to this war. I mean, hell, dude, the first season, the tagline was, Winter is coming. Like, I remember that from the first season. The first episode. The first first episode, the first scene... Yeah, the, the cold, cold yeah. Yeah, we see of it. Yeah. Because that's really the real open. threat. Yeah. yeah. Why was the cold open? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've only had like three, but yeah. Yeah. Um Yes, that's always been it. So to like that's it. And now the rest of this, the next few episodes, I mean, we'll be fighting seriously, but that feels so small. Yeah. Compared to this. It it was bad. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I felt cheated i felt uh yeah i felt cheated i felt deflated a little bit you know it was like god all right that's it yeah Um, a teenager with a knife that was it that's all you needed was i mean we've been sweating this guy for how long yeah (laughs) (laughs) all all you need was just somebody with some balls enough to go up and and fight him and she didn't even use like she you know she dropped her knife and you know but that was it yeah just, just kill the bad guy, kill the queen, and they all die. Yeah, I mean, the I was... part about, yeah, the part about you know you kill the night king, and then the whole army dies. That part makes sense, but the fact that it was done relatively so easy, I mean, yeah, and then that, it was so anticlimactic. That thing, that's the the. If I did, yeah. if I could describe, if I could, if I could use one word to describe this whole season, anticlimactic. <laughs> <laughs> but if I uh, could use one word to describe this season, uh, is bullshit one word or two? <laughs> I don't know. I'll allow it. It's one word. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, episode four, the last of the stars. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, real oh, quick. Got okay, something else? Just real quick. I just want to ask you a question. Is there anything in that episode that you did like? That I did? Like? Yeah, I t- uh, Arya swinging her thing. Dario, the swing positive. Okay. Of uh, Sandor okay. coming through the fire to help her. Yeah, I mentioned a couple things I like. The Dothraki lighting up. <laughs> All okay. that stuff. Yeah, no, I, I said, if, I mean, maybe you missed it because it only lasted like five seconds of me talking positives, but uh, there was like three <laughs> or four cool moments in it. Okay. Because I thought George's I have... death. No. Uh, I, I just like that, you know, he died at, at Danny's feet hmm. defending her. I mean, that's how he would have wanted to go out. Uh, yeah, yeah, his storyline wise, it made sense the way he went out. I just the the fact that she made it for alive for for him to get to her. I don't know. It was just circumstances. Was I thought the what? Why was Danny and John flying overhead the whole time? Like what yes. were they doing? I guess they yeah. fought like in the air for a little bit, but I couldn't really tell. 
I couldn't either. And it wasn't and it wasn't that part wasn't really due to the darkness of the screen. It was just like the the way the camera work was. All I saw was it looked like old eighties style foot, you know, uh special effects where someone's just kind of riding on a prop and it's like on green screen <laughs> background. You know, it looked really like eighty-ish, eighties-ish uh special uh. effects. But it looked bad. Anyway, I have in my notes here. Um I didn't like anything about this entire episode. Yeah. Oh, there was there was little was just, moments here and there, but yeah, they were yeah, they were all like kind of what brief. you're saying. Yeah, I I get that, but I mean, just overall, the episode was just and this was bad. like this was like the first like hour and a half episode, and yeah, there was only a and couple moments. And the thing is about the the going back to people defending the the brightness or lack thereof during this this whole, and they're saying, well, it was an, it was a, a battle at nighttime. What'd you expect? And it's like, did you see Battle of Blackwater? You know, that was a nighttime. Um, <laughs> yeah. Watchers on the not Wall. That, it was, that was a nighttime. And that was one of the best action. That was the one where the wildlings stormed the wall. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, was, yeah. that was a really good one, yeah. That was a great one. It was also at night. <laughs> yeah. And it, not that it was in, not that it was a nighttime for this one, but uh, the Battle of the Bastards. There's been, there's been so many good battles episodes in this series that we, I've, I had my expectations so high for how good because they they kept going on telling us this most expensive uh, episode or whatever and this is gonna be the most epic battle scene that we've ever had blah 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 so my expectations for this was really really high and I, I just I've seen what they can do in the past with other battles and then I get to here and I'm like what that's it I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, okay, let's move on. Let's let's get to the next episode here. Yeah, uh, like I said, episode four. It's called, it's called the Last of the Starks, and like I said, personally, I was already starting to get really worried. Uh, very few likable moments about this episode. Okay, not so. No, Danny. Oh, at the end of it, John told Danny his lineage, and then like the bell rang, and they had to go fight. So now they talk about it. She wants him to keep it a secret. Uh, that makes sense. And John is actually fine with it. Mm-hmm. He loves Danny. She is his queen. She's my queen. Every time this season, John says she's my queen. Do a shot. Yeah. Uh, she's his queen, regardless whatever his parentage is. Uh, John totally can wait to be king. Um, he's ready to abandon his claim, but first, for some fucking reason, he <laughs> needs to tell Sansa the biggest gossip around and Arya. Now, I don't understand this. I mean, John was raised by Ned Stark, and he's always tried to live up to being the son of Ned Stark. And Ned fucking kept that secret to himself for years. Mm-hmm. He let his wife think that he was an adulterer. He let everybody in the Seven Kingdoms think that he had a bastard. He bore all the weight of that, and he put all that weight on John. He made sure that John carried it too, yeah. even though John was an innocent, but because he knew the gravity of, of this secret if it got out that it could cost life maybe even tear the seven kingdoms apart but john is like i'll only tell a few people sansa <laughs> won't tell anyone yes she hates you but she but she's cool you just don't know <laughs> um it turns out danny's right sansa tells Tyrion. Tyrion tells varys and varys is a master of whispers and they tell two friends and they tell their friends and so on and so on, and so on. You know how these things go. I mean, 
yeah it, word gets out but i mean what, what what was this monkey on his back that john had to tell everybody when ned knew how to keep a fucking secret he didn't tell anybody. Yeah, it know. took it took like magic and shit like that to get the secret out, <laughs> <laughs> and a, and a dead maester's scroll that was buried in something. You know? Yeah, I don't know, man. It was because I kept wondering how is the secret gonna get out? Like we like we know oh, it, but oh, he's just gonna tell everybody. <laughs> I thought oh. Howland Reed would have been the one because Howland Reed. Well, okay, that's book heavy shit, but I kept maybe in the maybe in the book Howland Reed will do it. Joji Namira's father, he was there at the... Never mind, okay. <laughs> I'm going to try not to get too booky <laughs> in this. Um, but but yeah, you would think he would want to follow Ned's example. And he realized what Ned went through, what Ned put John through for the sake of this secret. Um, what a bastard. <laughs> but he's not, though. <laughs> how, much time is pa- how much time do you think has passed... Between the end of the battle from the last episode and this episode, because when this thing starts off, they got the funeral pile pyres all set up. They're like all stacked up, ready. There's like thousands of bodies, like already like stacked up and set to fire. The funeral pyres. That seems like a big ordeal to go through, and I can't imagine they did that overnight or by the next. Morning. I'm sure it took a few days. Well, I'm wondering what they did with all the dead body, the the bodies of the dead. Yeah, all the and also it's like winter's coming. You need firewood. Do you really want to blow like all of your firewood on funeral (laughs) fires? (laughs) Because this winter is gonna last ten years. Like you need firewood, or or just a couple episodes, whichever, whichever. Uh, But yeah, everybody's, you know, they're putting the coins on the eyes, all that shit. Or maybe that's not a Westeros thing. No, they put the rocks with the paintings of the eyes on there. Or maybe that's a Lannister thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jamie has a one night stand with Brienne and then he just leaves to go back to the one does with a one night stand. (laughs) (laughs) But not, I mean, he didn't just leave Brienne, he left his his whole character development <laughs> over eight seasons and it just it washed away like tears in the rain like a turd in the wind i mean the last time we see brianne of tarth she's just crying that the boy who she let punch her v-card won't call her anymore <laughs> and that's re- like really you're gonna do that to two two of the best characters in the show you do that to brianne but then you just rip apart Everything Jamie has built for over all these years, and he's had ma- arguably the best arc. Mm-hmm. From episode one, we saw him fuck his sister and push a little boy out the window. <laughs> Who'd have thought we'd be cheering and rooting for this guy? Yeah, years later, and now we have. And then they just pissed it away. It was awful. <laughs> I hated it. This don't make no sense. Well, there's one thing that happened in this in this episode during the uh, the the celebration scene where everybody's in the I guess the, the dining hall or whatever it is that whatever room that is. But you can you can start to see uh, Daenerys. She's starting to figure out that she's kind of by herself here. Like everybody's admiring John for what he like. Everybody's around him and having fun with him. But, like, nobody's really talking to her, and she's just kind of, like, observing. Like, she's not in her um, domain, I guess. Like, her 
Like she's not liked in that area. She's not liked in the north. So she's really feeling the loss of Jorah. Like, yeah, he was he was her biggest fan now, and now he's gone. <laughs> so the fact that Jorah as she isn't drinks there her, as she help. drinks her Starbucks. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> happened. <laughs> that I mean, yeah, that happened. <laughs> um. But yeah, every uh, all all the 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 northerners, the wildling people, they're all respecting John because he's one of them. He's a real fighter. He's a commander, especially Torin. Torin's Torman's drunk, and he's like, "You rode that fucking thing," and <laughs> and she's just sitting there quietly awkward. Nobody's patting her on the back, right? Nobody's cheering for her. She gives Gendry uh, Storm's End, and she legitimizes Gendry as now Gendry Baratheon, which. Yeah. which how did she even know who he was or his name? <laughs> uh, Gendry, is it? Uh, yeah. How the fuck do you know who he is? Um, <laughs> that's cool. He goes and proposes to Arya and she shoots him down. That's a little awkward. Yeah, that was pretty brutal. That was kind of, yeah. But he kind of, he should have seen that one coming though. Like, Yeah, oh. as soon as he started saying it, I was like, don't do this. Don't do this. Come on, man. You're... You don't... Being a woman just because you had sex one time doesn't mean you. Have, oh, I'm sorry, that's really bad. <laughs> just because she, well, I know. Well, I, he punched her V card. He had slept with not one, not two, but three different girls in his life. But he's acting like. He, uh, well, she she says like, "Have you ever been with a woman in in, in Flea Bottom?" He's like, "Yeah, how many? I didn't count them." Yes, you did. Three, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, was his fourth. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, she's like, I'm not going to be a lady. I'm not going to be your, your, a lady of storms and any of that kind of stuff. Um, so everybody, the funerals are done. The hangovers are over. <laughs> they buried their dead. Let's let's pack up and let's now we got to head down to King's Landing. That's what we're here for. In season yeah. one, this would have taken several episodes, but uh, we're long past that. <laughs> now it just takes one edit. <laughs> And they are now in King's Landing. She's like, just bam, right? There. Okay, I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to mention that. Like, if I'm not mistaken, the earlier seasons of the show, it took a while to get like from one area to another. Yeah, in the season one, just them marching from King from the north to King's Landing, or Jamie and Brienne trying to get from the Riverlands to King's. Landing. All the yeah, it would take episodes of traveling. I mean, it was but almost now, like Lord of the Rings type stuff, or it was a it was a journey. <laughs> <laughs> Even the fucking trees walked in those movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, this is something that, that's been the last few episodes. Uh, I've heard them be referred to as a uh, plot jetpacks. Characters just <laughs> zoom all yeah. over the place. I mean, like in one episode, Vari's maybe it was Vari or somebody went from like King's Landing mm. up to the north, back down to Storms. Like. In one fucking episode. It made no sense. So I'm not even going to waste my time. I mean, they've been pulling this stunt for years. But Danny's just enjoying a nice day out. She's flying on top of drugs. She's flying with her remaining <laughs> children. And I swear to God, I'm not bragging. I saw that coming. Because there's no mm-hmm. point for the camera, for them, to, for them to spend all this money on CGI of her mm-hmm. just flying. What a lovely day. Oh, look at, <laughs> look at Regal. He loves to fly too. Look at my remaining... I mean, it lingered on it way mm-hmm. too long to be comfortable, especially when you take in the fact that it costs thousands of dollars to film this. So, you know, when that first scorpion bolt hit, I just rolled my eyes. While Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet and Euron's forces, they certainly haven't forgotten about her. 
And the Golden Company has arrived in King's Landing, courtesy of the Greyjoy fleet. We need to find Euron Greyjoy's fleet and sink it. Euron's ships could be anywhere or in more than one place. He'd be flying around the open seas alone. I wouldn't be alone. I would have Drogon, Viserion, and Rhaegal. What can anyone do to them? While Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet and Euron's forces, they certainly haven't forgotten about her. You've got to be fucking kidding. Um, I guess that's an easy way to take a dragon off the table and trim the CGI budget at the same time. But Euron nails Rhaegal not once, not twice, but thrice. Danny flies away, and then the rest of the Scorpion bolts are used, uh, blasting her ships to splinters. Everyone abandons ship, and they all make it to shore. But somehow, Miss Sandy gets caught. I don't know how she got caught. I assume she can swim. She's from the Isle of Noth. But Cersei has the mountain like cut her head off at the top of the city before before giving her last words, which are Dracarys. So mm. I don't know. <laughs> she told Danny Dracarys. I don't know if that's gonna come back at all. <laughs> but Danny walks away with a grumpy face. She's like grumpy cat walking away. Yeah, that's how that episode ends. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, uh, yeah. As fast as you went through that, that's how fast this episode was. <laughs> it happened like, all so fucking quickly. Yeah, yeah. I swear, from getting from the north to dragons dying to Miss Sandy, the, all that like ten minutes of that. Because they, they that could have been a season, <laughs> right? The like the uh, the fleet got destroyed, um, and then we're back at. Uh, we're back at Winterfell again, right? After that, because they're I think back they at the... Storm's End. Storm's End. That's right. Yeah, because they're in the they're they're in that war room, right? It's in like right. a it's like a Gulf of Mexico type thing. Where yeah, yeah. Storm's Storm's so, End and King's Landing are kind of. But before they went back to that, didn't Danny like try to like zoom in, like go straight for the Euron's ship with the scorpion, and then but she, then she like, backed out. off the last second. Yeah, she, well, she, I was thinking she just lost Rhaegal. Yeah, I could. I was thinking, couldn't she have just like gone around the the whole fleet and then just like breathe fire on all of them okay, from behind to, to know how to strategically uh, destroy ships and all that kind of stuff while avoiding scorpions from the air and a mm-hmm. dragon is a discipline that takes a long time to learn. Right. Well, yeah, true. So, so what? Do, 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on this episode? How did they know that Missandei got captured? Like I just assume, I would think that they just assumed that she got lost at sea or drowned or or killed or something. Well, she can obviously swim because she's from the Isle of Narth and she likes to wash her clothes naked in the water. So she yeah, she does. She knows how to swim. Um, she, but <laughs> but how do they know? How do they know? Because Grey Worm is like Missandei. Like it was agreed if our ship got blasted to splinters by scorpion bolts, we would all meet at this particular beach. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm assuming, um, but yeah, like I'm saying, they she wasn't there, they, so they they gather together, yeah. they gather up to the wall of King's Landing, and all that time, if if she didn't show up, I'm assuming they assume she was captured, and then they march her up at the wall too. So even if they didn't know, well, by that point, that moment, yeah, by that point, we obviously they they would know, but um, before we we actually see her up there, they're already saying that, that how she's did they captured. Know she mattered. She could have been like, I'm her translator. And that's it. Like, oh, okay. True. We'll just sell you. We'll just sell you to Flea Bottom, and you'll work the houses. Like, well, yeah, how, they how know would that they know? She like, was her best friend. Euron and Cersei doesn't know who she is. 
No, she could have just been like, I've, you know, I was a slave. I am a slave, uh, uh, and I'm just her translator. Although oh. now that everybody here speaks the common tongue, I'm not that much use. But <laughs> damn, that's a damn good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they march her out like we got your BFF? <laughs> <laughs> How did they know? <laughs> We got your last remaining BFF. <laughs> like they knew Jorah died. You're going to have no friends after this. How did they know? I don't know. Yeah, right? That Kyber, Kyber is a clever guy, I guess. I don't know. Jesus. Fucking Captain Jack Sparrow over here. All smart, capturing her best friend. Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay. So now we come to it. We come to episode five, the bells. Yes, uh, yeah. AKA when Game of Thrones forever fell into that pantheon of shows that not only failed to stick the landing, but like <laughs> broke its leg on its landing, and <laughs> and then blood flew out, and it's battered in our face, and it got into our mouths, and that blood had AIDS in it, and it, oh, this fucking episode. There's a uh, there's a little video that I uh, I'll see every once in a while on the internet where it's just some chick walking and she like she uh, she breaks her heel and instead of falling down she just like stumbles and try to catch herself and then stumbles again and it goes on for quite a while of it just trying to get its balance back and and getting back on track but she just keeps stumbling and then she eventually will fall but it's just uh, there's analogy in that with this with this season I think. Uh, metaphor yeah, yeah. <laughs> no she didn't she didn't she didn't put her finger on her on her neck <laughs> that was an audio that was visual gag. yeah it was a visual that. gag i was rubbing my finger across my throat as i said metaphor um yeah. okay so we come to the bells we mm. come to the hell's bells of this series oh uh, so <laughs> jamie has managed to get into the city i guess somehow when he was like holding up his gold hand, like "Let me in," were you expecting somebody to be like "Yoink!" and just jack his hand? <laughs> You're holding a fucking like how many pounds of solid gold? People are fleeing for their lives. Adrenaline is high. Nobody's gonna just jack your hand. Nobody's gonna pull a rocket. Oh, I'm gonna get that hand. <laughs> in their defense, they were trying to run for their lives. Oh, fair enough. I just the whole time he's doing that, he's like, "Hey, here's my backstage pass, my hand." I was so nervous that he was gonna lose his hand, but okay, whatever. He gets backstage, <laughs> back uh, into the wall. Arya and the Hound, uh, they they both left uh, Winterfell together last episode or episode before. I don't know. Arya's dead set on killing Cersei. Sandor wants to kill his brother Gregor, aka the Mountain, aka Robert Strong. So. Danny orders the sacking of King's Landing, of course. It's war. But Tyrion and Varys convince her that if she hears the bells, that mm-hmm. means that the city has surrendered. And yes. that a million innocent people who live there need not die. And of course, she agrees. Because she values yeah. innocent lives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we've and this is uh uh something that we've we've come to learn about Daenerys throughout this whole show is that she's uh she's stern, but yet she's She's compassionate too. You know, she cares about the innocent people. She does. So. She she chained her children up on the chance that maybe one of them killed an innocent child. One. Yes. Right. She 
crucified the masters because they crucified all like 160 innocent children on the path. She did all right. that because mm-hmm. she values innocent lives. This she does. This is why yeah. she's such a great character. This is why she's so fit to rule. This is why I've been kind of rooting for her this whole time. For eight seasons. Because of, yeah. of all the people vying to sit the throne, she's the best one. It's what I've, been, it's what I've said for years. Yeah. Well, that's been her. Cersei I mean, that's or, or Stannis or, or yeah, because yeah. it's literally been her purpose. Like that is <laughs> that's that's what her purpose is. So anyway, yeah. and I think didn't um, didn't Tyrion even say this to her before any the anything happened that you know it's not going to do any good if they're all dead or something or something to that extent where she was basically telling her like don't kill You're everybody not here to be queen of the ashes. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, well, he um, says that to her in private, and then later when she's at a small council meeting with Alaria and Olena and Yara, Asha, Asha Yara, and they're all like, "Burn the city, burn it down now! We have three dragons, we have to burn the city." And she says that I am not here to be queen of the ashes. And Tyrion gets a little smug look, like, "A, she's quoting me. B, she took my counsel. She listens to Tyrion." Yeah, back when he wasn't fucking retarded <laughs> so i drink and i know things so Daenerys oh, he drank himself mouth. stupid <laughs> oh i hope that's not something that could happen in real life <laughs> i am a person who drinks people who drink need to keep drinking anyways so she mounts her last remaining child and and drogon is really the first volley of this attack he burns all of Euron's fleet and every scorpion he's got. He burns every scorpion that's mounted on the wall. I mean, last week, they managed to nail a moving target three times and even nailed him in the neck. He was shooting at 250 feet away and shooting at a moving target. Euron Greyjoy got off three rounds with an old Italian <laughs> bolt-action scorpion in only six seconds and scored three hits, including a headshot. But in this very episode, this very next episode, she's like fucking Neo in that thing. She's like bending backwards and dodging <laughs> bolts left and right. She's unstoppable. That's right. You can't kill me, motherfuckers. Why didn't she just do? <laughs> why did she just do that last episode? Why, if you're so fucking good, why didn't he nail the bigger dragon that had the queen sitting on it instead of wasting three perfect shots on the other dragon? The smaller one. So wait, who, so wait who a made minute. a smaller target? So wait a minute. Are you saying the to counter what I just said from last episode uh, that why couldn't she just go around and like burn them all all at the same time from the other side? Um, that it would take it would take time. Yeah, she and, yeah she learned it. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's a training montage. Of her on Drogon, you're the best around. <laughs> Nothing's ever going to keep you down. Dracar is... <sighs> yeah, there's a whole training montage they, you missed. You know what? If they release this on Blu-ray as an extended cut, I want to see that <laughs> 80s montage. <laughs> when it takes it all. Who's it takes... I mean, nobody knows that one. That's over-the-top montage. Oh. So she burns every scorpion, she burns every ship, she blows the gates open from the inside out and takes mm-hmm. a good chunk of the Golden Company from Essos with her. So all of her Dothraki screamers and un- her Unsullied, which, to be honest... Wait a minute. What? Uh, well, I was going to say, you, you, you mentioned there the, the, the Golden Army. This is the same Golden Army that we've been t- we've been hearing about for so long? 
Um, the Golden Company from SOS. Golden yes. Company, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is this, and these are the same people that supposedly have giant elephants. They couldn't uh, get the elephants over, though. Seriously ordered elephants, but uh, there was some problem with shipping at customs. They couldn't get the elephants. They was addressed in the show. Oh, she was it? like, oh, I, I wanted to see. Yeah, they told her we couldn't get the elephants. Oh. <laughs> she ordered it. What she, a cop she, out, man. She, she saved the receipt, but no, there was there was not going to be elephants, no. All she got was 20000 of uh, the Golden Company for Essos. Well, I guess you can't Who have considered el- the best uh, uh, of the cell swords in Essos. Yeah. I guess you can't have elephants and lighting. Um, so yeah, that's that. That's, you can have dragons, but not elephants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this golden this golden company just got wiped out in like two seconds. Well she well she burnt like I said, the walls exploded it from the inside out and she took like a good chunk and scattered their forces, but then all her Dothraki screamers and Unsullied, and I was about to say, there are way too fucking many of them. Wait. Okay, first off, didn't all of our Dothraki die? Wait, yeah, I was about to say you just mentioned the Dothraki didn't, and didn't we were just talking about this in the in a couple episodes ago? Uh, didn't we just talk about how all the Dothraki died in that battle? I don't know, but so, I guess not. Yeah. <laughs> I guess they just didn't. <laughs> I guess we're expected to be like, oh, turns out they didn't. Okay, then moving on. Uh, this don't make no sense. And the thing is, she only had 8,000 Unsullied to begin with. She lost a shit ton of them to the Sons of the Harpy, because Dothraki just forgot how to fight, I guess, in the, in the pits. And then she lost another shit ton of them covering the retreat in front of a burning trench. Well, I don't know why they weren't behind the burning trench. but And then just <laughs> lost a bunch of them straight up fighting at Winterfell. But it looks like her numbers have not dwindled in the least. Mm-mm. She should have, like... Like... Enough don't enough unsullied to like maybe have a basketball game like three on three with a half court and that's it, but no right, she yeah. she still has a full army, yeah and all the Dothraki and all the horses like I guess the dead I guess when all their torches went out that just meant that they threw them in the ground and ran away because <laughs> none of them died, <laughs> yeah so oh man but uh, yeah her troops all of them or <laughs> many many of them uh, make short work of the Lannister forces the city quickly falls. Somebody rings the bell. Somebody's like eager for this massacre, this mayhem to just stop because nobody wants this. The Lannister troops, they drop their swords. It's over. The day is won. The city is hers. There's no more need for the loss of any more innocent life, something our queen values. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. uh, <laughs> so Daenerys lands. She hears the bells ringing. And then she says, Nah. <laughs> what does Daenerys say to the bells of King's Landing not today <laughs> and then she just starts burning shit and then Grey Worm sees her burning shit so he takes that as his cue their defenses are broken let the slaughter begin <laughs> actually I was thinking more uh... execute order 66 <laughs> I don't know why that's the first thing I thought in my mind was Order 66 like they milked this that's moment a lot of her sitting there landing like she's landed on some random building yeah. and then she sees the red keep in the distance where she knows Cersei is and she's hearing the bells right and she's she's I guess angry I guess over Missandei or Rhaegal both Jorah everything's John John being more popular than her the North not like yeah. everything I guess is is culminated in that moment yeah, and I I guess it flips 
flips the switch, flips her, it pushes her over the edge, I guess, because that that she just proceeds to 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 burn to burn this motherfucker down. Actually, um, I, I actually got a good good answer for that. Um, there's a oh, I'm dying. There's an image. There's an image that I, I saw. There's this. a picture, a screenshot I saw online. Uh, it was of when Daenerys was just sitting there and uh, where the bells are going off, but before she's just thinking about it, you know, someone someone added in some uh, earbuds. <laughs> some eye, some earbuds. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen that. It's, yeah. It's, that's all it is. She's she's listening to she her tunes. Hear she didn't hear the bells. Yeah. She has tinnitus. Tinnitus. He had an accident when he was a kid. He still got a hum in the drum. Plays music to drown it out. <laughs> it's, oh, my God, Lana, my tinnitus. Oh, um, God, this, it was, it, I mean, I, I was just, why and no and uh-uh and everything. I hated this. <laughs> I'm I'm in that camp of this made no sense. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Is this just for shock value? Do you not even care anymore? Everything. Everything you can name, I hate. I can't even describe how much I hated this. Oh, shit! Stupid edit! I can't believe it! I can't say anything that hasn't already been said by everybody. So, Clegamble. We got Clegamble. Um, were you hyped? Did you get hype? For what'd you say? What? <laughs> Cleg- it's, a, it's a term that people have been using <laughs> for the anticipation of Sandor and Gregor Clegane, the two brothers, oh, finally okay. fighting. It's been called Clegamble for a long time. Oh, okay. Wow. I've so we finally got Clegamble. <laughs> Um, um, it was weird. Um, I w- the setting was weird, like on the steps. Like that was a weird setting for a fi- for a, a, a battle. Yeah. If if Gregor could have talked, would he have said, "It's over, Sandor. I have the high ground." <laughs> <laughs> but no. Dumb joke. Uh, What's his name? The mountain. Was it? Is that what they call him? Greg Gregor. They call him the mountain. Yeah. The what mountain is that he? Rides. Like. Did I miss something? Like why? Why does he look like that? What? What? He's like almost invulnerable, like like he immortal is, or something. He is one of the variant zombies in this world. You got your straight up others. You got your White Walkers. You got people like John and Barrick who are brought back from the dead, and then you got people like Gregor the Mountain, who he was the guy who fought at the trial of Tyrion against the Viper. Um, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah, but I'm like Oberyn. I just. Oberyn yeah. killed him with a poison blade to the chest. So he 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 wasn't entirely dead. There's a big difference between uh, totally uh, entirely dead and all dead. Fuck, <laughs> uh, fucked up that Prince's Bride line. So Maester Kyburn, who was booted from being a Maester because he was delving a little bit too in the unsavory arts, I guess he had an interest in zombies. Turned Gregor into a zombie. He he kept him from dying. But at the cost of basically turn him into a fire, fire bad kind of a zombie. So when so he, he is, was in that, so when he fought um, the Viper, right? Uh, he was just a dude. Yeah, he was just a dude. Okay, so was that maybe? I guess I just was that a detail I just missed out on the show. Like they explained that on the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Greg, right. Greg, uh, uh, Kyburn was doing experiments on him and kind of shit. He had like a Jacob's ladder in his lab and everything like that. He was, it's alive, alive. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I just missed. Okay, fair enough. I just, uh, yeah, he's been just, a zombie for a long I time. I just forgot it. 
And they they, yeah. they presented him as this is Sir Robert Strong. Sir Robert Strong has taken a vow of silence to never speak until all the Queen's enemies are dead because he's just... Yeah. So, yeah, they just... Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Like, I guess I just missed it. So, okay. So, Sandor... Like, Sandor versus Gregor, human Gregor... It could have been anybody's game. I probably would have put it on Sandor, to be honest. I think he's a better fighter. But Sandor versus zombie Gregor, it was it was almost like a losing battle. Yeah. He had to, like, kamikaze and Expe- stuff. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but. this was a big moment. It was a big moment for Sandor. And I guess if he had to go out, he had to go out taking down his brother. It's what he lived for. But I think because it was happening under the backdrop of one of the worst mistakes the show has ever made... <laughs> it was kind of hard for me to like just sit back and appreciate it for what it was. This yeah. the, this scene was kind of sullied, or rather, the scene wasn't unsullied by the fact that <laughs> it was happening on the backdrop of of all this kind of stuff. On its own, had it happened in a different context, it might have been worthy of the hype. But um, mm. it just felt like background noise to what was going on in the episode. Like it, yeah, yeah, and it's a shame because this, like I said, this has been a big like fan anticipation like our mouths have been watering for this to the point that we call it click um one moment in this show i did love um maybe the only one <laughs> is when uh aria calls the hound sandor she's never said his name she's never called him by his name as he's as he tells her like you you want you don't want to be like me when vengeance is all you got, you know, she's, she's about to march into the thick of it. Just to try and kill Cersei, probably yeah. die. He knows he's going in there to die. Yeah. He doesn't want that for her. He tells her that. And as he's leaving, she calls him Sandor. And that was a touch. Cause this is the guy she used to hate him. He was on her list. He killed Micah, the butcher's boy, you know, and then he was her enemy and then her captor. And then like a teacher and then like a comrade. And then ultimately her savior. Them yeah. two had a great, arc together and that was a that was a really good culmination of that moment second best of the season i wanted to see more of them together like when they become when they got into the king's landing i wanted to follow them too more than i wanted to follow some other things in this episode but it just seems like okay they're they're together but we're not going to see them until they, they have to go their separate ways um just feel like a missed opportunity i think i mean at this point that was the best i could hope for i was just scrounging for any good moment i could find <laughs> At this point in the show, yeah. like, oh, you did something okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Okay, uh, Jamie finds Cersei in the thick of it. Oh God! Now at this point, I was still kind of holding out hope that maybe when Jamie left, he was going to kill Cersei, mm-hmm. and it would kind of make sense. A it would preserve mm-hmm. his character arc. B he killed the Mad King to save the city. What if he had to kill the the Mad Queen? To save the city, Mad Queen slash sister slash baby mama, to do it, you know, and then he then he'll be the king and queen slayer or whatever, you know. I, I thought, and it would, more importantly, it would preserve his arc. Turns out, no, he was just earnestly there to be with his sister who he loves. Oh, it was terrible. And then they both die. Yeah. After, well, hold on, because that's after the fact that he bumps into Euron. Uh, this oh this D-list character to me like this like nobody to me Euron is this I, I don't know why they made him such a big deal in this season he got all the way up to to sleeping with Cersei and, and getting her a uh, 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 baby which did, did that happen yeah well not in this season I think 
Who's that? It was Jamie's baby. Um, she's been pregnant since like last season. I thought it was Jamie's baby. Well, yeah, whatever. I thought it was your. The tests are confirmed. You are the father. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, you're on to me. He was just, but for him to damn near take out uh, Jamie like that. Well, basically, they even said, I killed you, you know, you know, as he's walking away. I don't know. It was just kind of lame. You killed um, a dragon, ask- bro. Shouldn't you be more proud of that than killing a one-armed dude? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Isn't that more bra- more bragging rights? <laughs> um, apparently not. So, um, did you? Th- were you thinking that Arya was around and wearing someone's face? Like, did you think someone was gonna <laughs> was gonna pop up? Is gonna be her? I thought Arya disguised herself as bricks. And she did kill Cersei <laughs> after all, but it turns out that wasn't the case. Um, <laughs> like one of the bricks would be like, ha um, No, I... That sounds like I a Family Guy skit. Of, <laughs> it sounds like what? It sounds like a Family Guy skit you just did. Uh, it sounds like a, yeah, like a robot chicken or something. Um, no, I... No, I mean, I was just bummed. Like I said, I was super angry at what Danny was doing. So when they all, when the bricks collapsed... I was just like, of course, like, of course, this is going to suck too, kind of a thing, you know, and oh, just, just don't give Arya a magic horse or something, because um, <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know, but you know what? Hey, I figured does, you know, there's still time for Arya's face magic to really matter, so we, should, so we wouldn't have wasted those two seasons of her learning to become a faceless man for nothing. <laughs> it's it's going to pay off. It's, it's going to pay off. <laughs> I uh, I was thinking whenever after Jamie and Euron fought and Jamie's pretty much dying, I thought the next time when we see Cersei in the map room and we see Jamie coming out from the shadows, I thought that was going to be Arya. As Jamie? Yeah. So Jamie's now like five foot one? Well, whatever. I just. <laughs> obviously, not everything has to make sense. I'm assuming when she pretended to be. Greyjoy, she was standing on like an apple crate or something. <laughs> Not Greyjoy. Uh, oh god, the late. Um, oh my god. I know you're talking about. The I twins. can't think of his name though. The twins. Um, not the twins, but you know they're at the twins. Um, Trevin your content. Oh, what's his name? Oh my god, I'm fucking losing it. You know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. I can't think of his name either. But yeah, she made it. Frey, Walder Frey. God, thank you. Yes, yes. Walder yes. Frey made Frey Pie. Yeah, I, I thought the words Frey Pie, and then it hit me. <laughs> I had to think of Frey Pie first. Uh, okay, yeah. Of course. I'm assuming as Walder Frey, she was standing on like but, a couple um, of phone books. Yeah, but what, uh, what really irritated me about that whole Cersei and Jamie thing was, you know, we spent all these seasons being told how evil Cersei is, um, how bad she is, and only for them to player almost as a sympathetic character at the last second you know reuniting with you know both of them like reuniting with their true love and the piano music playing and she says oh I'm so, you know it's just in the i don't want my i don't want her baby to die yeah and the, and the, the bricks come crumbling down and so sad and everything it's like what the fuck they're supposed to be the she's supposed to be the villain you know, and they're she playing did it not as- deserve. She died by bricks falling, being held by the man she loved. Right. Yeah. She did not deserve that as good of a death as that. 
No, yes, for eight exactly. years I've been waiting for her to get her comeuppance, and she deserved worse. And and like I said, I was kind of psyched that it would be Arya who like right. like Arya kills the Night King. I didn't give a shit, but I I would give a shit mm-hmm. if she killed Cersei because she's had her on. She's been saying her name before she goes to bed for a better part mm-hmm. of a decade. But no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Or if 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 Cersei just died was killed by someone, um, and not by happenstance the bricks came crumbling down like even if it was Daenerys who went into the Red Keep and actually physically killed herself or if it's Arya that physically killed something for Cersei to get her comeuppance you know it's just um she was reunited with her true love as the as (laughs) as as the piano music was playing and the the soft you know the the sad music was playing and the crypts, you know, the uh, bricks come crumbling down. It was just so, it was so heroic almost. Like she got a proper ending. Like she was the good, I don't know. It was, it was frustrating. <laughs> yeah, um, also in this episode, we kind of glossed right past it. Uh, Varys gets arrested and then burned for treason. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. Like, that happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Varys, I really like Varys. He's one of my favorite characters because mm-hmm. uh, he has manners and he's polite and he's intelligent. Um, and then Tyrion betrays him. He betrays his best friend. Like, Tyrion, you've been fucking up for a while now. But yeah. You've been fucking up, like, strategically at battle plans. And, you know, you, you were never a, a, a military strategist. I've been cutting you a slack on that. But this is like an ethical dilemma for one mm-hmm. of the few friends you have. I don't know if I can forgive you for this. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Did you get why they burned Varys? Because or, wh- or what his plot was? Yeah, to get the word out that John is actually the true heir. Well, okay, you know what? You're probably right. Okay, did you get he was trying to kill Daenerys? Um, directly he was trying to poison her. Yeah. Oh wait, poison. Okay, uh, okay. remember that little girl walks in one of his little birds. And he, he's like, nothing. She won't eat. We'll try again at supper. I think they're watching me. Who? Her soldiers. Of course they are. That's their job. What have I told you, Martha? The bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. Go on, then. They'll be missing you in the kitchen. He had one of his little birds working in the uh. kitchen. He's ready to poison her. But she wouldn't eat. And everybody was watching her. He was trying to kill her. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't get that the first viewing. Hmm. Uh, well, I didn't get. Well, I've only seen it once. I'm not. I've not gone back to rewatch the season. Um, but I was like, oh, like he's yes, he was spreading the word. He was writing all those scrolls, but he was straight up gonna just kill her. Let me ask you this: we we this episode opens up. We see him writing on the scrolls, like on the on the messages on that about that. But and then we cut uh, a few scenes later. When he's riding one, and then the soldiers come in and, and take him away. Do you think in between, like that first set and the opening shot of him, ri- how many got sent those, out already? Did, did some got sent out? Right. I I thought that was going to come back. I thought Me too. every yeah. lord in the land would have gotten the word, or some of them, or something. You know. Yeah, I guess they caught him writing this first one. <laughs> okay. We're led All to right. believe because or nothing happened or, yeah, he got busted. Okay, fair enough, I guess. I just... 
I don't I know. I guess. God, this season just fell apart, man. What the fuck happened? This needs to start making sales. There. Well, we one more, we're almost done. We got one more to go. All right. Episode six, The Iron Throne. What it's all about. Yeah. I almost wanted to record this episode before this ep aired because this is when, like, my blood was at its highest temperature and I was just so angry. And I, and, and I thought, what if, what if, like, in a one in a thousand chance, but somehow they justified the last step? And 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 they and they stuck the landing. And the last few weeks, I was able to forgive them. Me and the internet, we we're all forced to eat crow, and because it turned out they had a vision. And it turns out it it ended gloriously, and it all made sense once you finally saw it all. Yeah. What if? <laughs> and the thing is, and that was my fear. I was afraid the episode <laughs> would be good because I was so angry at this. I didn't want it to be good. I didn't want to forgive them. Well, guess fortunately, what? <laughs> well, fortunately or unfortunately, the episode did not disappoint me. Yeah. Or rather, yeah. it did not disappoint me by greatly disappointing me. Or something. Okay, I'm going cross-eyed. Uh, <laughs> this is the series finale of Game of Thrones. It, it should have I should have been so excited for this. Let me ask you this. After watching it, what was the first word was what's the first word out of your mouth after after the show's over? Fuck. I think I was just like, like it was, it was, it was, no, that would have been it. Just like, yeah. Like okay. just it's a sigh of like, I think I, I, um, yeah, I was bummed because I saw this one coming. Like I had written it off after, after episode five. Uh-huh. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I figured this one would be shit anyways. So I won't say I was so much I think disappointed. I did too. Yeah. It was just like, Yup, like that's that's par for the course at this point. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I just want to make sure we're on the same page on that, and I think we are. It wasn't like it was a great buildup, and then at the last second it stumbled. Like I got, so I'm saying I, for last few episodes now they have been stumbling huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and and then things that should have mattered, like like Tyrion finding his brother and sister dead in the rubble, should have mattered to me. It should have been a powerful moment years ago. If you had told me that's how it ended, and I would have been like, "Fuck spoilers." But is that how it happens? He finds his brother and sister dead. Oh my god, that's gonna be such a powerful scene. I couldn't give a shit about it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Grey Worm is lost to vengeance and lives only to kill now. Don't care about him. <laughs> Danny comes out of the crowd. And there is kind of a cool shot where like she lay, like she's walking and Drogon's right behind her and her wing Drogon's wings and it, it looks almost as if Danny has wings, like she's yeah. Demona or something. That was pretty that was a pretty cool shot. I'll give him that. That looked cool, yeah. Yeah. So she she addresses way too many Dothraki and Unsullied, and she gives like this <laughs> this this Hitler speech about how like we will force freedom on these people if we have to kill them to do it or kind of a shit. Okay, you okay? That's funny that you said uh, Hitler speech. I did get vibes of like World War Two uh, Nazi uh setting over here like they even had like the big huge banner the targaryen banner like on the wall yeah. the black and the red and she was wearing all black leather and everything and you know she had all her soldiers lined up and she was i mean it yeah, was they're all in tight very, ranks and yeah yeah we're very reminiscent of some things we've seen in our history <laughs> yeah her forces look all organized and very regimented and, yeah. and she's giving her speech and and, yeah, and she's like you know i will break the wheel like are you, you're the, you are the fucking wheel bitch do you not see that i mean 
I don't know if at this point if she's just blinded by grief or glorious purpose or just straight up crazy Targaryen blood. And I, I, really... You know what? I'm going to go with that because that's the only thing I can think. The Which bitch one? Is crazy. That's all. Oh. Yeah, uh, that's the only. That's the only thing is she's gone crazy. She's mad <laughs> queen. She's a mad queen. Her Targaryen she's blood. She's mad queen now. Yeah. I don't know, man. She's become her father. The thing she hated most. The thing she swore she would not be. The thing she has tried to rid the world of. Yeah. So John meets with her later. No. First, uh, John meets with Tyrion. And um, this is such a weird scene because okay oh Tyrion walks up to her right afterwards and he takes the the hand of the queen and he throws it on the ground and they're like arrest yeah. this man so Tyrion's in prison John goes to see him and then John like starts justifying Daenerys yeah <laughs> like I get that you love her and I get that she's my queen do a shot but like come <laughs> on like no rational person in the world. Which would walk in there trying to defend her. I mean, John has probably one of the best morals of the show, way more than Tyrion. How is it Tyrion is the one telling him what she did was wrong? And John's like, oh my god, is it? I think it might have been wrong. <laughs> How does John not just see that for what it is? Why didn't he? Because if you look the last it episode, no sense. He, was, he was walking through... He's disgusted. And he's yeah, he's like he's walking through the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, that was throwing me off too. Like, how is he defending that at all? But. Like, like had he gone to go visit with Daenerys first, do you think he would have been like, "My queen, you're the queen, do a shot." <laughs> uh, I mean, but like, would he have just been on board with her? But the fact that he saw Tyrion first, and then Tyrion is like, "Oh, you're right. He might. She might actually be a mad queen." I mean, had he not? I mean, I can't believe it took t- like. Did j- what happened to John's moral compass? He's had the best. He always does what's right, regardless of whether it's the right, whether it's the easy thing to do or not. He always does the right thing to do. How is he so blind to the fact that she just committed genocide? Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe he's just blinded. I don't know. He he just wants to sleep with his aunt. I don't know. Leave the. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he wants the girl, girl, but he loves that bad pussy. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a bad line from season is it five. Anyway, so so John does meet. Tyrion tells him like, "You, you got to do it, man. You're the only one who can get close enough. You got to do it. It's the right thing to do." So John meets with Danny in the grand. No, hall. no, no. Wait, wait, wait. First, on the way out, he hasn't convinced him until he says, "What about your sisters?" It's, oh it's yeah. It's when he mentions his sisters. That's when he's like, oh, maybe she's bad. He, yeah, he was ready to be like, you're wrong and you're bad. I'm going to go because, because she's in the my prison. queen. Do another shot. Yeah. yeah. And then as he's walking out, convinced Danny did the right thing. Then he says, what about your sisters? Oh, yeah. What? About, well, he should have just said, what about Arya? Yeah. <laughs> gives a fuck about Sansa. Uh, so, he, so then he goes to meet. So then after he's left... Uh, Tyrion, I'm assuming they gave him his sword back because before he goes in to meet with Tyrion, they collect his sword and weapons mm-hmm. and all like you can't can't meet with a prisoner with weapons. Yeah. I'm gonna go meet with Danny now. Nice. Here's your sword, here's your dagger. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to, to, to she goes to meet with Danny. That's not important. Then, That's not important. Yeah. yeah. And John tries to talk her down. He says what what you did. Oh my god. 
They say that you killed younglings. <laughs> Danny, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> and and you know what? And to give Amelia Clark credit in this scene, she does have like a madness in her eyes. And she does this scene well, considering now that we know that the actress wasn't feeling this dialogue or this character arc at all. But she did it, and she did it well, and she sold it. And I guess John bought it because, you know, he, he embraced her. And John. Well, she's his queen, so, you know. She's his queen to a shot. <laughs> so he embraces her, and he, he flexed the fingers of his sword hand, and he shoved a knife into her, and he's like. Look at the flowers, Danny. Just look at the flowers. <laughs> oh, and then man. she dies with no with no uh no death rattle, no last words, no how could you, no Jakaris, no no it just just dies. Just <gasps> Yeah. Nobody gets last words. I noticed that in the, the, the third episode. Jorah died with no last words, Dollars Ed, Barrick. None of them got like any last words. They just died, which I appreciated. Kind of like Tony Stark. No yeah. last words. I think we're entering a new phase of, uh, dude, it's impossible to write good last words. Just let people die. Yeah. <laughs> so John kills Daenerys. That's how this whole series ends. Wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Hold up. Because I wanted to go back. Uh, remember a couple episodes ago, I said the whole reason John was brought back the whole reason he's brought back to life, we find out in this episode. So that's why. Um, <laughs> he was no. I'll tell you. Okay. He was brought back so that he could get past the dragon. The dragon was the one defense that Daenerys had because there's no other guards, no under uh, other uh, unsullied in the room with her. She's by herself, but she had her dragon, def- like outside keeping post. No, I so, got you. I got you. So no one could come in, but you no, know, John, John Snow, as a true Targaryen, the dragon says, "Cool, man, you can go in. You're one of us." Well, Drogon was nowhere to be seen. It's not like he was standing watch at the time. But more importantly, to counter that, why would the Lord of Light give a shit? Apparently, Lord of the Light only cared about the war for the living versus the dead, and that is what he intervened over. Now that that's all done. Yeah. What does he give a shit about what happens in Westeros? Yeah, I don't. We I don't, don't know, know because the yeah. Lord of Light just up and vanished, and every plot involved with him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was just trying to. Uh, <laughs> is that what Azura to... High is? You will kill a chick who just killed a thousand people. How many massacres have happened in in the history of yeah. Westeros? And you haven't read the books, but I mean, I, a lot. I had no basis of that theory. I just, <laughs> I, just thought it, I thought that was I thought that was the one. Uh, it was like okay, cool. Like he was able to get past the dragon, and she wasn't defended by anybody else. And uh, I had, mean, if he cared uh, about politics, maybe, but he uh, cares about. The, the great war between the living and the dead is supposedly what the Lord of the Light's yeah. about. Uh, which why, which which when you look at the decisions made in the past compared to what the show did, it's like what? So, <laughs> so he kills Danny. Drogon swoops in, and it was really sad seeing him nudge his mother. Like are you like it's like a dog, it's like a puppy nudging mm. his dead mother. Yeah. And that is now the worst thing I can ever imagine. Why did I even fucking bring that up? Oh it's uh, well here. I'll, I'll save it for <laughs> oh, you because God. that moment that that well here. Hold up, I'm going to save you here. 
that moment was immediately ruined uh, by by the dragon knowing uh, that this whole thing wasn't about the guy standing in front of the dead mother, but it was actually about that throne sitting way over there. So he's going to breathe fire over there um, on that throne. Stop. And then burn it some more to make sure it melts all the way down because he knows, that dragon knows that that Iron Throne is the reason that she's dead. Exactly. You got it. <laughs> See, you got it. He knew that. He knew it wasn't yeah. John. He, he knew his mother went mad. He knew it was the Iron Throne that killed him, not John. Exactly. Dragons are way smarter than we give them credit for. And, I, and Trogan, I think, knew that. You're totally um, right. Know, you I, you, you know, get it. You I, get it. Yeah, but I was being sarcastic. <laughs> oh my god, I was trying. I know you were, and I was trying to prop you up and make you sound cool, dude. <laughs> that's. I think that's exactly what happened, dude. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think what else dragons are a lot smarter, and I think dragons have connection. I mean, wargs. Warging is a thing in this universe, even though we haven't seen a fucking warg in like five years. But which is where you connect with an animal, and you can sort of be. It's sort of what Bran was doing Brand, with Summer yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. In the books, all the Starks are wargs. John oh, really? connects oh, okay. with John connects with ghosts in all these ways way more than the show. Uh, for a long time, Arya is still connecting with Nymeria, and yeah. Nymeria has this whole subplot where she's becoming like the the head wolf of everything. The show sort of showed that she was like a head wolf, but Arya had been having dreams of Nymeria. All the Starks are works. So connecting to animals and all that is like a thing. So I believe that Drogon and Danny had a connection in themselves too. Mm. And I think Drogon is way smarter than just a dumb animal who follows order. Dragons are way smarter than we think they are. And I think Drogon kind of knew that. I, it, may, it may sound like I'm being apologetic about that one random scene where he just decides to not kill Jon and, and melt the Iron Throne. Yeah. But how else do you explain that? Unless the dragons... Bad storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> It, it maybe it was bad maybe writing. Maybe it was, but uh, I don't know. I think I, I think I see a, loop, a, a a very easy loophole there. The only okay. problem is the show never built up that loophole. It's a book thing I'm falling back on. Okay. Um, I think okay, yeah, you're okay. Not to be like that guy. I think a book reader might see that loophole easier than you're right. The show gave you no reason to. Why the fuck is he burning the throne? Yeah. He doesn't even know what it is. She yeah. never even sat in it. It doesn't even have her scent or nothing like that. Right. Has her father sent on it? Because her father, her father's scent would be all over that. They called him the Scab King because he was constantly cutting himself on that on that uh, Iron Throne. All the swords, he was constantly getting cut. So his blood's all over that thing. <laughs> uh, and the books, it's way higher. It's like forty feet tall. It's made of thousands of swords. And when I saw it in the show, well, I saw the show for. Um, so we do a fast forward. We do a time jump. What is what is fucking One Tree Hill? We do a time jump of several weeks, I guess. Uh, John is captive. Why did they take him captive? Tyrion is captive. Captive. Why? Why did they take them captive? Either of them, I don't know. And why are the Unsullied in charge of anything? Yeah. Why didn't the North march on them as soon as they took the? What? I don't. I don't get this. Uh, but I was so confused king. at this scene. <laughs> yeah, it did. So they hold a king's moot, I guess, so they can make a decision. And then Grey Worm walks up with, with Tyrion in chains, and Tyrion says something like, hey, I'm Tyrion. He's like, you will be quiet. You are a prisoner. You are not here to speak. And Tyrion's <laughs> like, okay, let me just say one thing. 
that will decide the entire fate of the whole fucking country. <laughs> if I might. Uh, what the fu- <laughs> This whole scene, oh my god. I, I only saw it the one, so I, 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 all the beats are a little... I know Samwell, I guess because Sam is Lord of Horn Hill now, I guess that's why he's there, because he's technically a lord. He says, like, what if the people vote on their leader? And they're all like... <laughs> We'll call it democracy. It's like dumbass. There's no more people. They're all dead. Uh, yeah, that's weird. A... How there's like, 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 like High Garden. Well, I guess. Well, I guess we know what happened. And then like somebody from Dorne is there. I'm guessing we just see like a a a, a darker skinned man mm. in orange. I'm assuming he's a representative of Dorne, even though who is he? We don't know. Last we saw, Alaria San was watching Tyene just get poisoned. And that was like last last season, I think, and that was it. So we don't know what happened to Dorn. We don't know what happened to them. But who's in charge of Dorn? Why should shouldn't they hate this? No, let's just throw a guy who looks Dornish in there, and we'll just assume he's it part of the. Does it matter? <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Tyrion makes this speech about like who should be in charge and and a government of the people by the people for I don't even know what he says. All I know is that he comes to this conclusion <laughs> who should be or what what makes the best king stories. <laughs> who has the best stories? People love That's a good what story. Makes a king. People love a good story. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even think Peter Dickler sold this. The way I say Amelia Clark sold it in her last scene, even though I could tell she didn't like it. I don't think Peter Dinklage sold yeah. it. In I could tell, but you gotta love the irony. Talking about what's the irony? People love a good story. He says people love a good story, and we're watching this shit. But uh, <laughs> I do love a good story. This story sucks. <laughs> yeah, Bran, Bran the broken, no. Bran the broke dick. <laughs> he should because I guess Sansa knows his dick don't work. Bran the broke dick should be our king because he's got stories and he knows histories and all that kind of shit. He should be the king. Oh, excuse me. Didn't like last season they're like, you're Lord of Winterfell now. I can't be Lord of Winterfell. I'm the Three-Eyed Raven. Bran, you should be king. What do you think I even came back here for then, <laughs> bitch? Why did he, what, he did he refuse being king of Winterfell because he knew he was going to be king? In which case, that fucking sucks. Why should he be king? He did nothing. He did nothing to yeah. deserve it. Nothing to earn it. Just because he knows shit. Just because he can see things. You know who else had vision of past and present? Paul Atreides. You think he was a good leader? Well, okay, now I'm getting into Dune. Uh, <laughs> j- 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 <laughs> no, Brand is... Not, oh, <laughs> He's so distant. He's so, like, detached from humanity. Right. And, do you remember how he treated Mira Reed? The girl who was like with him the whole time he was north of the wall when they came mm. back to Winterfell. She's like, yeah. I gotta go back to see my family. Okay. Well, all right, then I guess I'm gonna go. Okay, bye. She's like, Is that it, Bran? Yeah. Like, I, I almost died for you. My brother died for you. Summer and Hodor died for you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Later. Like, he has no humanity. He's so detached. How can he lead people if he's not even like a person anymore? You know, he's yeah. he's just because he can see through time. He's fucking Dr. Manhattan, right? He can see through forward and past and time. He's like so distant from people. Actually. Yeah. He's like not, he doesn't even care anymore. Yeah. You know, there's like so much like, yeah, I said Paul Atreides. He's the worst decision. Even if he wasn't the Red <laughs> Raven, just the fact that he, 
he hasn't done anything. <laughs> and why did anybody look at Arya? I mean, come on. Like he won a good story. I mean, shit. She's the girl that saved <laughs> Winterfell. Like she story. killed the Night King. You know, she killed she the Night King. For I mean, she, she wouldn't have taken it, but yeah. No, no, yeah, uh, she wouldn't have taken it, but that's not the point. <laughs> but yeah, so so Bran is king. All hail Bran the broke dick, and Santa is like, I, the the North will not fall under your your domain or something because the north has suffered well everybody's fucking suffered yeah so she's like the north will be its own independent thing because because the the north would not follow a southern king uh what if that southern king was the eldest son of ned stark <laughs> a north like uh wouldn't they just fall in line because hey we got a fucking northerner we got a stark on the throne so what yeah. what is this southern king bullshit i don't know but let's not address it ever again <laughs> but because we have to preserve Sansa's story arc and hold her up and make her the queen of the north and everybody's holding swords. The queen of the north! The queen of the north! Fuck you! Okay, we saw them do that for Rob Stark here and we saw them do that for Jon Stark. We saw what he went through to get them to do that for her. What the fuck did she do? She didn't do shit. She didn't earn this either. Nobody's earning shit. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so let me ask you this. I, first of all, I agree oh. with you. Um, secondly, hold on, I need to... My blood's. I'm, I you feel like I'm just getting angry. You to, you <laughs> yeah. Do you need to take a walk around the block <sighs> or something? Or? I think I need to. Oh. Okay. I'm sorry. Oh. All right. But okay. So <sighs> let let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Alternate reality here. Uh, Tyrion is doing the speech and pretending like he didn't make the worst possible decision by saying Bran. Who would you pick if you were Tyrion and you had to if you had to choose someone? Are you serious? It's only one. It was only one choice. Fucking hot pie. I just want to hear you say. The who? Hot pie. Hot pie. Hot pie should be king of the seven kingdoms. Uh, which one is hot pie? Oh <laughs> damn it! <laughs> <laughs> he was like in Arya's little when she first left King's Landing in disguise as a boy. He was a little fat kid. He was the one who makes a little oh. wolf bread. Hot pie. Oh, okay. oh damn you! Yeah. Uh no, it's John. Yeah, you should have said he's the guy who was like debating with Varys. Varys is like it should be John. Uh, Tyrion is like she's my queen. <laughs> is what John <laughs> would John. say. Yeah, and then he says I was wrong. Tyrion was right. I'm, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Varys was right. Varys was right. John should be king. He doesn't want to be king. That's what makes him a good choice to be king because he doesn't want it. Yeah, and we've seen how he le- he led the Night's Watch, he led the Wildlings, he led the North. He's done a good job as leader because he doesn't because he's not trying to kill people to become the leader, right? So, yeah, it should have been John, and Tyrion should have. I kept waiting for him to say John. Yeah, it was. And weird. more importantly, I, I was wondering why are we fucking asking the Unsullied for permission how to run this fucking country? You Thank foreign, you. you. Thank you. You yes. dickless foreigners. Why are we countdown to what you're saying? There's only like at best a few thousand of you. I guarantee you there's a lot more northerners or or other people or anybody who's not going to bow to foreign uh, foreigner scum. <laughs> I was trying to think of an old of a word. I can't think of modern <laughs> words. Foreign scum. That sounds okay. You rebel scum. <laughs> So I don't know why Grey Worm is dictating the fate of this entire continent. Grey Worm. His name is Grey yeah. Worm. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that makes no sense. But they all agree. And then, like, wouldn't they just be like, fine, we'll agree to all your demands. But then just wait it out for, like, 20, 30 years till the Unsullied get a little. Because they can't have kids. None of them. There's only one generation yeah. of Unsullied. So, I'm like, in one generation, they'll be done. <laughs> so why are we fucking following what they're saying? Why are we kowtowing to what they want? Also, what are we gonna do with all these Dothraki? Even though I thought they were dead, apparently there's a shit ton of them left. What are they gonna What are they gonna do now without Danny to keep them in check? I mean, these are dudes who just rape and and pillage and slaughter people for a living, and then they go to bed and wake up and have a big bowl of rape for breakfast. They're gonna it's, be just ruining the the land. It's like uh, the end of what was that last shitty movie that Jurassic World lost whatever the the last Jurassic World movie where all the the stupid kid hit the button and let all the dinosaurs out. <laughs> that's what that, that that's what the Dothraki are now. They're just, they're, <laughs> Kinda, right? Um, they're cut loose. Yeah, I guess they're just gonna be good little boys and girls now. Yeah, sure. Um, but yeah, and um, I mean, I, I my first when, when I was watching it as it was happening, I was like, why are they? Okay, so if they name Bran as the leader or the king, why doesn't Bran just say, "Okay, f- fuck you, Unsullied, and free John? He's go and Tyrion's y'all two go. You're free." But apparently, they, you. yeah. But apparently, Bran didn't want war with the Unsullied, so they compromised because Sansa and Arya wanted John free, but they wanted him dead or something for killing Daenerys so the compromise was he had to be exiled back to Night's Watch okay um, god there's hold on there's a lot to unpack there yeah yeah okay yes John despite everything he did for the seven kingdoms he took a knife to the heart for his people he gets exiled to the Night's Watch which a shouldn't even exist anymore right because a there's a big ass hole in the wall and right. b there's no more uh, uh, of the walkers and c the wildlings we cool now so what? Why yeah. is even? You know, hey, Benioff and Weiss, respect the rules of the world you've created. <laughs> so, yeah. So he goes up there again. I don't know why, because the Unsullied afterwards immediately say we're going to sail to the Isle of Darth. So they're not even there anymore. So who's there to enforce yeah. John's exile? Exactly. Why does he go through yes. with it? I can only assume it's what John wanted. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to live in the north, and he wanted to to take a wildling woman, hopefully one kissed by fire. I like to think that he became king beyond the wall, kind of like you know, like Mance Raider was back in the day with Tormund as his hand. I like that he got to meet Tormund and he got to meet Ghost. Oh fuck, Ghost! Take Ghost with you to the north. He doesn't belong here. And then he doesn't even go and pat Ghost's head when he says goodbye later. He just like sees him. And is like, yeah. And Ghost is, like, injured. He's wanting an ear on one head. And John just fucked over Ghost. And then when he sees him again, I was expecting Ghost to bite off John's ear. Be like, how do you like it, bitch? You know, we did we did skip over that in uh, the last episode. Was it episode four or five? Where Tormund goes back to Night's Watch and John says, take Ghost with you. And Ghost it's just kind of looks at him. Was it four? Yeah. And Ghost looks at him and, and John just, like, get out. <laughs> like, he didn't say anything. He didn't pet him. He didn't pet him goodbye. He didn't say, you know, thanks, buddy. Mm-hmm. Nothing. And that pissed off a lot of people. <laughs> like, I hated it. Dude. Like a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I And it turns out, John actually being Aegon Targaryen 
has nothing to do with anything. Has no impact <laughs> on the story. What so fucking ever at all. It nope. didn't matter at all. Nobody cares. So why <laughs> did they try and make us care? Because because you fucking guys. Because you fucking de- okay. Oh, I've been. I kept saying I'm going to put us all in D D of Benioff and Weiss. You fuckers. You guys really dropped the ball this last season. And, yeah. and and maybe even the season before that, when you when you go back in hindsight, you fuckers, you fucking what the fucking fuck? Who the fuck? Fuck this fucking! How did you do fucking fucks? Fuck! I think they were rushed. I think they just wanted to be done. And 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 you know, hold on. I'm gonna put a pin in that because there's still a little bit more. I'm I'm so close to the story. Before I go off, I'm D and D. Let me just finish the story. Of the season, Arya, uh, kind of pissed that she died as well. That she what? That she also died. I would have liked for her to have lived. Arya? Yeah. What do you mean? She decides to go sail across the Sunset Sea. Yeah. What's west of Westeros? Everybody who's yeah. done that has either never come back or died. They they hit violent oh. storms. There's like sea monsters. That she's not the first person to ask what's west of Westeros. Again, maybe it's a book thing. Uh, uh, Alyssa Farman, she was like a Targaryen, like sister-in-law, or she was like a. She sailed across on a on a ship called the Sea Snake, and it was never seen from again. Although, like years later, they found her boat all rotted on a shy, which is on like the other side. But so, unless you're a flat earther, uh, Alyssa <laughs> Farman kind of kind of maybe proved Westeros Westeros is round. I don't know, but we should have never heard from again, never seen. And when she, when Arya's like, I'm gonna go sail west. I'm sure most people are like, oh cool, she'll get into adventures. The book readers are like, well, she's dead. <laughs> so, so they made it. So in the books, they made it perfectly clear that if you go west of Westeros, then you're fucked, pretty much. Kinda. Okay. Yeah. There's right. there's yeah, <laughs> it's bad out there. Storms, sea monsters. You're lucky to survive at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the show never set that up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was there any other people whose fate seemed um, uh, kind of weird? Oh, okay. Now there's okay. Brand's king, Tyrion is his hand of the king. Mm-hmm. Okay. Davos, master of ships. Okay, I'll buy that. Uh, Brienne, Lord Commander of the King's Guard. That's mm-hmm. cool. Couldn't yeah. have happened to him. It's what she's wanted since since serving Renly. Yeah. Podrick is also a King's Guard. <laughs> I don't know about that. I yeah, love they Padre. bumped him up pretty fast. Yeah, I yeah. do, but he's never been more than just a a, a a competent swordsman. I think is what is what Brienne referred to him as. I don't know if he should have been. Uh, uh, how did Samuel become a grandmaster? He never even earned a single fucking link on his chain, and he's grandmaster. <laughs> I don't know. That, that's again, that's some more cronyism for you. And uh, the, uh, oh, Bron! Why is Bron even alive? We kind of skipped over it. in episode one. Cersei tells Bron to go kill Jaime and Tyrion so with the goes, same oh, crossbow. He has the crossbow, the yeah. same crossbow that that Tyrion used to kill his dad. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then in like episode three or four or something like that, he just shows up to when Tyrion and Jaime are drinking with the crossbow, and he like punches them, and he's like, "I want Highgarden." And they're like, yeah. okay. Like, what else are you going to say when a dude's got a crossbow pointed at you? Right. And yeah. he's like, you said okay. That makes it official. I'm going to go now. 
and then he leaves. <laughs> and then we never see him again. Until, until he's Master yeah. of the Coin again. He got like three scenes this whole season. And two of them don't make any fucking sense. And why <laughs> would you make Braun Master of Coin? Like, even if you didn't kill him, now that he's proven he has no loyalty to Tyrion. He's right. a mercenary. He'll kill him for that. But, so, so why would you want... That guy in charge of finances, he, he, he's a mercenary, he works for the highest bidder. There's no way he's going to give, he's going to show off Bran's tax returns, you know? <laughs> but he doesn't know anything about finances either. I've never borrowed money before. I'm not clear on the rules. Well, the basic principle is, I lend you money, and after an agreed upon period of time, you return it with interest. And what if I don't? Well, you have to. But what if I don't? This is why I don't lend you money. Um, again, this goes back to what I was saying earlier. When um, why are they worried about a ruler when there's no people to rule? So uh, there's no people. So this is all that's left. <laughs> like everybody else is dead. So this is like the last remaining uh, people that are uh, able to even be in this room, pretty much. I'm just glad Davos didn't die, and he got a fate that kind of made sense. That's- yeah. It's like the only good thing about this episode I get like, whoa, that was good and it made sense. <laughs> it almost stuck out like a sore thumb just on that aspect alone. Um Yeah. So Benioff and Weiss. <laughs> Let's have it. Yeah, I mean that yeah, you know, I that's all I gotta say is fuck you. You guys got lazy at the end and you dropped the ball and and Towards you know after like after they passed the books a few years ago and they didn't have that outline to go off of and you start to see once they were allowed to come up with the story on their own you saw where the story was going you saw how logic was falling out the window it was like it was starting I was starting to see it was like seeing the emperor without his clothes on and you realize oh maybe you guys were never the brilliant showrunners we thought you just had a perfect outline like. It'd be mm-hmm. hard to fuck it up when you got Game of Thrones. I mean, the books yeah. are great. It's hard to fuck it up. But once you were left on your own and you saw where it was going, I wonder if they, if they started being like, okay, people are starting to realize we're not that good. Uh, let's just end it. Let's just end it now as soon as we can. We got Star Wars waiting for us. <laughs> let's just get out of here. The last time makes a film. Wild them in the end. You got hit. You can have flaws, problems, but wild them in the end. And you've got a hit. Find an ending. But don't cheat. Do that. And you'll be fine. Well, it's 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 funny you mentioned that because I I remember thinking, okay, so a year has it been a year or two already? When they probably about a year they announced that they got that deal with Star Wars, right? They're going to do like a trilogy or some shit. Yeah. Um, now, at the time, I don't think they're... I think there's some some wishy-washy, you know, feedback on how they were doing on the show. But for the most part, when there, it was announced that they were doing Star Wars, like, okay, cool. Maybe they'll do a old Knights of the Old Republic or something. Something that's different, but it's going to be good. I think now, if they made that announcement that they're going to be doing a Star Wars movie, and even now... The, the the reputation I think has changed so much now I don't think people are that uh, uh, tuned in anymore to them being in charge of a Star Wars trilogy at this point because I'm uh, not on board yeah. with that no. no I don't want them getting anywhere near anything 
in their in their defense, I mean, it's Every already damaged brand at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's already damaged brand. So I mean, yeah. Well, we'll wait till episode nine when uh, JJ uh, tries to redeem it. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> well, I'm curious to see what he can do. But um, yeah, it's just you know it, to, to you, David Benioff. It, it, I can't believe it, but Wolverine Origins is not the worst thing you've ever written. <laughs> <laughs> and that is really saying something. You know, um, a lot of people, there was this petition going around to redo season eight. And uh, I don't think anybody seriously thought that they would refilm the season. Right. I think they just wanted to throw shade on, on Weiss and Benioff and let them know that you failed. They wanted, they, people wanted their opinion out there. And as of the recording of this episode, uh, 1,530,412, 13, 14, <laughs> I've signed this petition. <laughs> it was like, let's get it to a million. Then it's like, let's get it to 1.5 million. They kept jumping. Now, like I said, it's just over a million and a half. It says, let's get to 300,000. Now they want to, do, like, now they're jumping really far. They want 300,000. Yeah. Well, that's not going to happen, but I mean, it's. Um, well, even if it does, I don't know, man. Well, okay, so even if it does, it's not going to matter. I mean, they're not going to halfway there, bringing everybody back in, living on a prayer. They're not going to bring in. Oh, everybody you mean the remake? Back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the remake's never. That's what I'm saying. It was never realistic. Yeah, that's not. It's what just they to prove a point. They just it's, wanted to yeah. prove a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's funny. Like I think it's it's funny that people yeah. are just just pissed off about it. But you know who's really pissed off so. about it? Sophie mm. Turner, who plays Sansa. Yeah. She went out and she was saying like, "I think all these, I think all these petitions and things like that." I'm not gonna do a Sansa impersonation because uh, I hate her. But she says, "I think it's disrespectful <laughs> to the crew and the writers and the filmmakers. Filmmakers, it's a TV show, Turner, uh, who have worked tirelessly for ten years. Blah 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 blah. Fifty nights. So many people worked hard on it, and for people to just rubbish it because it's not what they want to see is disrespectful." People have always had an idea in their heads of how they want to show to finish. So when it doesn't go to their liking, they start to speak up about it and rebel. That's the thing about Game of Thrones. It's always been amazing is the fact that there's always been crazy twists and turns right from season one with Ned's beheading. So Daenerys becoming something of the Mad Queen, it shouldn't be such a negative thing for fans. Okay, A, fuck you. B, nobody's complaining about all the cast and crew. The show... The costumes are great. The music is great. Nobody's even complaining about the acting. Mm-hmm. It's just the writing, and it's and like I said, it's it's falling on the writers. Nobody, and then to argue that like it's because we just didn't like seeing that happen. And she says, "Well, you sh- well the Ned beheading or the- by that rationale, petitions would have started after Ned got beheaded, or right. petitions would have started after the Red Wedding. It's it's not that we just hated those decisions. We hated how much we loved them because it's such good drama." But it made sense in the story for the Red Wedding. We, it was building up. It was war. And we knew Joffrey was a little sadistic bastard. We knew that the Boltons and, and the Freys were spineless and the, and, and Tywin was... Re- it made sense in the story for these things to happen. These right. decisions make no sense. And that's why... And it felt rushed and angry and we invested years. And you should just shut the fuck up because you got a movie opening that looks terrible to begin with. And you're not making me want to rush out and buy a ticket for Dark Phoenix. <laughs> um i can't follow that but um i did want to i did uh, travis what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> um something real quick about the end of the last episode when we're getting all the 
what's happening to all the characters. And we see uh, Sansa like getting crowned, and she's got. Did that to me? Does it did it look like like almost like Cersei almost like she the way she was she was. Uh, I guess she was sitting, and she had the crown placed on her head, and everybody little was, girly crown. <laughs> yeah, and she it is for, to me. I got like Cersei vibes. Like, she, is she going evil or something? Or is she going? But again, well, it's, I think I think all the Northmen holding their swords, yelling the queen, in, the queen in the north, the queen in the north. I got more Rob John vibes because of the the queen in the north chant. Hmm. Uh, that's how I was taking it, and that's what made me angry because she did not deserve right. Yeah, what Rob and John got. You know, it's funny. Um, whenever uh, uh, Tyrion, I mean, they were hold on, they were the young wolf, the king of the north, the white wolf, the king of the north. What do they call her? The wolf who died on the way to King's Landing. <laughs> I mean, what did they call her? She's never done anything to be called a wolf. Yeah, she never earned it. She's done. Yeah. Uh, rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> anyway, sorry, as sorry. I was saying, um, whenever Tyrion suggested Bran, I, I noticed that uh, Sansa, she like. She started like intervening, like interjecting herself, and she's like, "He doesn't want to rule." Like I thought that she was gonna uh, again. If this wasn't the last episode, and they didn't rush everything all at the same time, I thought that we're gonna go somewhere with like is 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 like she like trying she was to hoping they name her. Yeah, 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 and get a little power hungry for herself or something. I don't know because she's always been. You could tell, like in these last couple seasons, like when she's um, she's gotten more ambitious. Yeah, yeah. But I just I just thought it was weird that she was, uh, she started interjecting herself whenever Bran was being mentioned as the, as the chosen one. Yeah, he doesn't want it. He can't follow the children. His dick yeah. don't work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, mine works fine. <laughs> yeah, it was just a. Uh, She's got the voice for it. All right. Too fast. Um, <laughs> too quick of a season, and had George Martin had his way. He, I, I mean, obviously the books, he still has two more books to go, but even he envisioned the show as lasting a lot longer than what uh, D&D had planned. And I think George Martin was a little disappointed that the show ended as abruptly as it did. We could have gone to 11, 12, 13 seasons, but uh, they, I guess they wanted a life. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you wanted it to keep going. Well, it, it, you know, if you've read the, my novels... You know, there was enough material for, for more seasons. David and Dan um, have been saying for, yeah, like five years that seven seasons was all they would go. And we, we got them to go to eight, but uh, <laughs> not any more than that. So, uh, yeah, I had accustomed that. There was a period like five years ago where they were saying seven seasons and I was saying ten seasons. And, uh, you know, they won. This season ended abruptly because they said that they have to move on. They got to do their little Star Wars thing. Is that true? And also, why, if that's the case, why did we have that year gap? Like, because season (laughs) seven was, like, not last year, it was the year before, so we had to wait a whole year uh, for this season. Is there, what, do you know why this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, for this. We waited an extra year for this shit. Like, do you know why that extra, we had to wait that extra time? Like why there wasn't a season? Why why did this didn't happen a year before? I you know what I didn't research any of that. Why? Um, I'm sure there's theories out there. Um, maybe a lot of the cast was. 
you know that that actually leads me to an interesting point i thought maybe a lot of the cast is moving on to bigger and better things you know this is the biggest show on television with a humongous cast uh, you, yeah. that's 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 your progression as an actor you get on a tv show a successful one and you use it as a springboard to become a film actor like like george clooney or steve carell it's it's sort of the the progression for an actor but you know what's yeah. funny is how many members of the game of Thrones cast have gone on to become hollywood stars in the 10 years the show has been on the air i mean john snow was in like pompeii and that bombed and that was it mm-hmm. and that was like five yeah. years ago and Daenerys, you know, she was a Terminator. We saw that turned out, and she was in that where D- D- Daenerys loves Finnick. I forget what that movie's called, where she's in love with the cripple guy, and you know, Sansa's in the X Men movies, but those look terrible. I, I mean, I, I, oddly, the biggest star to come to use this show as a springboard is probably Jason Momoa. <laughs> yeah, and he was in it for one season, and he's been you know chipping away here and there since then. But I mean, yeah, Loras Tyrell, what he's Iron Fist. <laughs> Uh, Brand of Tarth. Ooh, yeah. she's had she's been in Star Wars, two Star Wars movies for a total of like two minutes and thirteen seconds, maybe not even showing her face in a mask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Tormund Giants Man. Yeah, he was in Fast and the Furious, but okay. You know, uh, none of these actors have really used being in the biggest show of all time to their advantage, or at least not very. You know, P- uh, uh, Peter Baelish, Littlefinger. Yeah, he was in that sh- shitty Robin Hood movie. <laughs> What has he done? Sandra Clegane. Ooh, he was in Triple X Return of Xander Cage. They're all taking terrible movies. <laughs> and yeah, so I was thinking like maybe the cast has just been too busy pursuing side projects, but they really haven't, or at least not good ones. Yeah. You would think they'd all be more than happy to stick around and keep doing the show because it's like all any of them have. Well, aren't they, um, well, most of them all from the UK and that's isn't game of thrones like filmed and all that shit over there also i mean it's filmed in like spain it's filmed in croatia it's filmed all over the world now it's not like they but filmed it in, in pinewood studios right that's what i'm saying it's not in like the united states not in california no, definitely not no. in california no. so i mean that's they maybe filmed I, it all in toronto because it's cheaper yeah maybe maybe <laughs> i mean maybe it has something to do with it but i just thought i just assumed it was because they're all they're all over there over in the uk so, i mean they've all done so many projects but None of them have been good. You know, Jamie Lannister was this movie called Shot Caller, which replays like this father who just happens to get like a DUI and kill somebody, and he gets put in jail. And even though he's a, he's a regular white collar dude, he's like forced to become a criminal because he's in jail because it's like that's part of being a. Pro- and I was like, that's an interesting premise. And then I watched the movie, and it's like, oh, that sucked. They didn't even explore that avenue. And it's like the only movie I've seen them do outside of Game of Thrones, like in the last. Since the show started, <laughs> I wanted to see that movie too. So thanks for saving me an hour and a half. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Uh, interesting premise, didn't stick the landing. Mm. Hey, speaking of Game of Thrones, <laughs> um, you know Marjorie Tyrell. Oh. She was in Mockingjay movies, and she was kind of cool in that. But she hasn't really done anything. She was in Sherlock. I'm sorry, Elementary. But I mean, oh, she's beautiful, and she could get she could get a gig. But yeah, now why hasn't she? Yeah, Nia Dormer, right? Yeah, she's yeah. She's in uh, one of the Hunger Games, right? One yeah, she's in two of them. She's in the Mockingjay yeah. movies, both of them. So, and she's good. She's got the shaved head. She looks sexy. But I mean, it was a small. And then uh, Brienne of Tarth had like one line in one of the Mockingjay movies too. They wasted her on that. Arya actually, uh, Maisie Williams has been doing a shit ton of work since the movie started. But they're all like 
low budget movies, straight to video movies, indie movies. She hasn't really broken out in anything. You know, she's she done was, a lot of work. She was she was really good in that movie New Mutants. Oh wait, no, that hasn't come out yet. Sorry, that's yeah, been a couple that was years ago. Like, what, two years ago, out. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to come out like last year. Yeah, so I'm worried about this cast. Why none of them has taken advantage? And you know what? The the gravy trade has gone off the rails. It's like you you had your shot to, mm-hmm. to use the momentum. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with them. You think you think we're ever going to hear from Kit Harrington again? Uh. <laughs> Maybe here and there, but nothing major. I don't. <laughs> He'll have a photo op at a comic con. <laughs> That's that'll be the next time we ever hear. <laughs> oh man, yeah, they can make when I was Jon Snow, <laughs> <laughs> and she was my queen. Yeah. Oh, she'll be. Oh, she'll be there with him. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to her? She was in that uh, witch hunter movie with Vin Diesel. And I thought, like, okay, like now that they killed her, she's gonna start being in. She, I'm gonna start seeing her, Rose Leslie, Jon Snow's wife. And mm. I never, never after that shitty Vin Diesel movie, never heard from her again. No. Nope. Yeah. Or you know what? Maybe they're all just making like British movies, and and none of them are good enough to to really build them enough momentum to make it here across the water. But I don't even think that's the case. Or maybe they don't want to. Maybe just, I don't know. Yes, none of these actors want to be. Famous, yeah, you're right. That's probably it. Hey, That's I'm probably devil, it. devil's advocate, man. Come on, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got nothing, man. <laughs> anyway, so that's... I don't know. I, I feel worn out, but I'm glad I got this off my chest. I actually asked Travis, like, hey, do you want to do a Game of Thrones episode? It was after the uh, fifth of, after the bells when, like I said, I was just pacing in my room just like oh i just wanted to punch the wall and i was i just i had i had so much to say and nothing and no I, I wanted to shout it from a mountain but i didn't have a mountain i had a podcast so i said do you want to do a game of thrones episode and he said sure yeah so thank you for this yeah. i needed it it was cathartic you just saved me a lot of money on therapy bills oh well, i'm glad i could help yes. uh, yeah but uh yeah and like i said i've never done a episode on game of thrones i figured how apropos would it be to do it ap- you know to sp- for the series end. And uh, that way I don't have to worry about this ever again. <laughs> yeah. Until Winds of Winter comes out. Oh. What? <laughs> the next, or any of the five prequel eps that game of, that, um, Oh, the, the series. Yeah. 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 Would you want, I don't think they're doing this, but would you want to see an Arya spinoff where she's like the Dread Pirate Roberts Arya? Um, actually, yes, I would want to see that. Um, that was actually my notes that I wanted to see that, but, uh, Notwithstanding what you told me about, apparently she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the in, from from what a book reader knows of of a shy and what's West Westeros and Elisa Foreman and all them, but the show could just invent anything. She could just hit random island, islands and get into adventures and fight sea yeah. monsters. And, I mean, that's what, I, and, and that's and that's why I said that because I think, oh well, she that, that does leave it open for episode after episode of her like just running into different shit and you know. Get into all kinds of different adventures. I can see it happening, but they, I mean, they've already shut it. They've already shut it down. That was a rumor, and they said no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, I, so, I didn't think it was either. Yeah. Um, like uh, George Martin was saying in an interview, he goes, "We have all these plans. Some of them taking a hundred years earlier than Game of Thrones. Some of them five thousand years earlier than Game of Thrones. If they do one that takes place a yeah. hundred years earlier than Game of Thrones, I'm wondering if that's the story of Duncan Egg, which is this King's Guardman named Duncan the Tall, and he took on this um, uh, squire boy." Did he like donuts? We didn't real. Oh. 
No, his well, <laughs> his name's Duncan. <laughs> his his squire that he took on, who we didn't even realize who he was, he calls him Egg, which is short for Aegon. And it turns out it was Aegon, who at the time was like fifth in line for the throne. Mm. I think I think they called him Aegon the Unlikely. And then he 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 just traveled the countryside, getting adventures with with Sir Duncan because nobody really thought he was going to become anything. And he and he ended up becoming king. Right. So these are like the stories of a young king with his with his knight who he served, who was just a hedge knight at the time. And it's like three stories, short stories, and they're and they're really good. And I'm wondering if they could turn Duncan Egg into some short. If they do, uh, I'd be psyched for that. That's a terrible name, but uh, Duncan Egg. Well, that's not the name of the book. That's just the name of the characters. No, I know, uh, I know, but I'm just saying that's, that's a terrible <laughs> name for for a character. Um, Dunk. Well, he's, he's called Sir Duncan the Tall, and then Egg, <laughs> Sir, short for Aegon. Sir Duncan. Sir Duncan. What's about the? <laughs> I don't know. It's just a funny name, like Duncan. Like I don't know. Oh, excuse me, Travis. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just <laughs> Duncan, <laughs> Travis. I don't know. They both sound white. <laughs> uh, thanks. Yes, I don't know. Um, so Dude, don't make me tell the listeners your middle name. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a mis- it's, it. a mystery, it's a mystery to all no um so that's that's one of the stories it's but, gaylord yeah no i'm that's just kidding it's not it's not gaylord <laughs> no offense to anybody named gaylord you got my respect you walk around with that name so that that one that you're just talking about is that one of the stories that you think that would make a good uh prequel or i think it would because it's got a fan base built in well well, Game of Thrones has a fan people thing, but he says it because that's when the story takes place about a hundred years before um, Game of Thrones, and that's that's it fits the timeline. And there's already books on the subject, and we know people like it, and we know it works. Um, so I'm wondering if that is one. If it is, that sounds intriguing. And you, there's you have, fan uh, theories around the show, like like Brienne might be a descendant of Sir Duncan, because um, there's things in the book that happens. Duncan creates his own sigil on his shield of like a tree. And there's a moment in the book where Brienne finds a shield that has that same. So you're Oh, is she related? And Brienne's really tall. And Sir Duncan was like six, eight or something. So, so, I mean, so there's a lot of people love talking about this story because it's, it's really closely timeline related to Game of Thrones. And, yeah. I don't know. It, it could be cool. And then if it takes place 5,000 years, like, is that going to be like when the, the night, is it the long night? You know, when the, when the, with the, the night king first started and, and and why we built the wall to begin with and all that kind of is that you know that would be good if we actually had a conclusion as to what the fuck the point of all that was but uh maybe that's what they're doing maybe that's why they're like fuck it we don't have to explain it because we're going to create a whole other show that will explain it so why bother doing it right now maybe that's why they decided to sort of take the chicken shit way out and not give any answers because they had a whole other show waiting in the wings that'll do it for them later on once they've jumped ship. Jesus. Yeah. And start fucking up Star Wars. <laughs> More. Yeah. God, please, JJ. <laughs> You're our only hope. <laughs> You're our only hope. <laughs> Help this, JJ. You're our only hope. Oh, and I hope they... Yeah, okay, now it's about to go off at Star Wars, but uh, I got nothing left in the tank. Yeah, I, I just realized how long this show's been. <laughs> so, we should probably uh, we should probably wrap this one up. It's been it's a, it's a pretty long one here. Oh yeah. So um, all right. Well, yeah, this was good. Uh, we got some stuff off our chest about Game of Thrones, and uh, 
hopefully, uh, people listening to this episode, you have the same sentiment reaction that we did. If not, let us know. Give us, uh, give us a comment on uh, our uh, social media, facebook.com slash popculturewind, um, or also on Instagram. Yeah. Let us know. Drop a line. If you agree, disagree, have any theories of your own, anything like that, believe me. I, if you can't tell, I don't mind talking about Game of Thrones at length. Love to hear from you. Yeah. Also, uh, if you like this episode, uh, subscribe to us over on iTunes. Give us a rate and review. Uh, and anywhere else that uh, that uh, you get your your uh, podcast from. We're actually now on uh, Spotify. Yeah. So that's something, right? So... Uh, there you go. Anywhere you get podcasts from, you should be able to find us. So, cool. ta-da. So, um, Xavier, this was fun. Uh, like I said, it was cathartic. We got some stuff off our chest. And uh, <laughs> that's that's the end of it for uh, Game of Thrones. And that's the uh, end of this uh, episode. So, until next time, always remember to pop your culture. Later.
if you could describe the season finale of Game of Thrones in one word, how would you describe it? Disappointing. Now, are you okay? Are you? Because a lot of people are throwing off this week with the whole Game of Thrones. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Y'all can keep that in there. Um, look, this is a prime example of let people do the work, okay? That man was writing them books. Now, granted, he may have taken a long time. These books are amazing, though, okay? You gotta leave that man alone. Let him finish the books. Instead, they took it, and they went and created stuff and altered and changed, and it just didn't end the way it was supposed to because they didn't let that, that man finish the books. So my suggestion is to send him to an to a island somewhere, let him finish the books, and give us the real ending that we deserve. It's too much time and energy put into such an amazing show. Will Kevin sign a petition? I will not only sign a petition, I will put my face on the front of the daggone pamphlet that y'all taking around. So many questions, man. Cersei ain't supposed to die like that. That's supposed to be a bloody death. Why didn't the dragon, why didn't the dragon try to burn Jon Snow and then Jon Snow survive the burning because he's a Targaryen? What? I mean, there's so many questions. Oh, Goodness I open a can of worms. I'm sorry, Kevin. Dinklage, if he's a prisoner, he can't dictate how the king should be determined to be. It's so much, man. Let it out. Sorry. All right. Sorry. Oh, this bitch ass nigga done killed the queen, cuz. I'm mad, cuz. Burn his motherfucking ass. Son of a fucking bitch. I know I'm late. I don't give a fuck. I just got back home and I'm watching this fucking game and throwing this shit pissed me off. This nigga killed the queen, cuz. Motherfucker. Yeah, did you like exactly it? Exactly what it is. <laughs> no, I didn't. I left I unsatisfied. I, I left unsatisfied. When they made uh, spoiler alert, Homeboy the King, I was like, what in the fuck are you talking about? He what, didn't want he, it. The whole, the whole that, fucking season. All of a sudden, everybody's fighting to the death over who's the king. They're ready, ready to stab their brother, kill their mom. They'll kill anybody. They'll, they'll betray lovers. But now, this guy's like, uh, all right, I'll take it. And everyone's <laughs> like, you should be the king. They're like, okay. Like and that they works. all agree. And how about that one guy that just stood up and is like, maybe I could be the king. They're like, sit down. She like, said, sit what down, What is bitch. this? The Sopranos? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, it was strange. Who is this guy? Bobby Lee who had is the that guy? Bobby Lee had You know what should have happened? That's Bobby Lee's idea. Jon Snow should have fought to the death with that dude who has no dick. Yeah, I want to see that they shit, dude. Fought to the death. They hated each other. Yeah, they hated each other. And how about that dude who's like, yeah, he just cool, like, we'll yeah, you, you killed my girl. See ya. No big deal. Just uh, you get on the boat. What the fuck yeah, that's is that, just, dude? There's no way. They should have fought to the death. 100%. Did, did you like episode three? I tell you what I liked. The, 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 I like when the, the when the, the hound knocked the mountain off into the fire. That was dope. That was poetic justice. That was, that was a that dope scene. And he died scene. by fire. They, they that was a dope scene. That shit was dope. The best scene in the whole fucking series, though, was Red when you no know, the beds, best scene in the whole fucking series when when she was telling that dude that he betrayed her, and then from the darkness the dragon's face <sighs> appears, and you're like, oh Jesus! This is where I was a powerful scene. Those dragons are so fucking so cool. Scary. 
I'm so happy there's people out there that do special effects like that. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.